Howdy y'all and welcome to Liberty Libations. I'm starting off the stream solo. Um, everybody is in the waiting room waiting to come in. So let's introduce them one at a time this week. We've got Mr. Zane Placey. We've got hey, how are you? Mr. Alden Hardy. We've got Nick Saselski. And we've got my sister-in-law, Mrs. Hannah Green. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah for those who don't know alden just moved from washington state to tennessee so he uh he's been on the road for like a week and a half had a little pit stop in montana with me where we i don't know went to a lake shot some guns ate some food it was great yeah it was yeah. the best part of the trip <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah you you like booked it the rest of the way y'all got there pretty quick mm -hmm. after that yeah, um, I think I should have gone slower. <laughs> for, for There were a couple days where I thought y'all might have died because you didn't respond to my text and no one had heard from you and it was just emptiness. So I thought I, maybe it was over. I did die. My soul <laughs> is dead. I'm sure it is. You yeah. sound tired. Not, I not am, to be insulting. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel like a worn out man. I feel... 58 years old. That's how I feel. Oh, nice. Well, it's better than being 60, I guess. All right. Well, Nick uh, bailed on us. So, um, all right, y'all. To get this started, per usual, we're going to talk about how you can go to lpgeorgia.com to learn so much about the Libertarian Party, what we believe in, what we do. Um, you can reach out to anybody at the Libertarian Party of Georgia to learn more about our organization and get involved. Um, we've got Things like the Brushfire Speaking Course um, that you can sign up for, which will teach you how to start brushfires. Start brushfires. <laughs> <laughs> It'll teach you how to be I, a I better it, uh, public speaker. I took the first session of that. Yeah, yeah how to go? I actually highly recommend it. I took the, uh, good. I, I didn't take. I'm not taking it this time around, but I took the uh, the first time it was offered last year. Nice. And, uh, so, you know, are you going to be a professional helpful, public speaker now, Nick? Of course. You're going to be a professional um, public speaker. I mean, all I have to do is find someone dumb enough to pay me for it, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, another big event. What's up? Oh, I recognize uh, Wormslow is one of the photos that they've got there. Wormslow Savannah. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, this one right there. Right there. Yeah. Boom. That is in Savannah, Georgia, where me and Alden went to college. Um, Another thing that's coming up is Range Day uh, down so at Osprey Shooting Solutions. Yeah, in Rome, Georgia. It's on, It's I guess it's next Saturday. So a week from this coming Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, Eastern. So not that Eastern needs to be specified. Yeah, most of y'all are in the East. <laughs> I am now, yeah. Is Chattanooga Eastern? I guess it's between yeah. Chattanooga and Nashville that it turns to. Uh, it's like yeah. just a. It's like maybe twenty minutes from Chattanooga that it changes. I just yeah, got like, in. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, that seems so weird. In. Like it's barely the width of Georgia is the Eastern time zone, and then the Central time zone goes from there to the end of Texas. <laughs> <clears throat> Like that's how enormous. Uh, almost the end of Texas. Almost <laughs> El Paso is technically in the mountain, but whatever. almost. Wait, hold on one second. I yeah. forgot my mic. I'm surprised you guys can hear me. I think it's running off of like 
that's the why there's pad. that's probably why there's a uh echo that is why there. yeah hold on yeah yeah echo. we will we will not hold on okay well um yeah osprey shooting solutions um july 29th saturday basically nine days from now 11 to 3 last time was fantastic we had a lot of people there everybody had a good time so make sure you go sign up you can go to our website lpgeorgia.com to learn more um you get edgar right. on next week to promote it that'd be good we should have edgar on let's let's get him in here um we'll see we'll reach out to him he's he just did a podcast the what's it watch your six or something like that. I got your six. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but he just did a podcast. Um, let's see. We've got our first comment. Grumpy gnome says, Hey, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy gnome. <laughs> All right, y'all let's go into our first story of the day. This is a Georgia story. Um, let me refresh the page. Apologies. There we go. Oh my gosh. Come on. There we go. Driving a Dodge Charger, a souped up Dodge Charger belongs to the sheriff's office. I just clocked this son at 96 in a 35. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, ID back. This is your copy of the citation. If you would sign right here, it's got a court date. Time it's a month fear. Please slow down and have a safe day. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. So this was the chief deputy of Henry County got pulled over for doing 96 in a 35. Wow. 96 and 35. I just want to point out that uh like the first comment you see on that video there, you know, below all the text from it was like, oh good good to see them held accountable. And it's like any normal person's not getting a citation for that. They're getting a reckless driving charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're getting arrested. They're getting all sorts of stuff happen to them. They're getting harassed by so the that's police. Not getting, uh, that's not being held to the same standard. He knew what he was doing. He's like, man, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, at least he did something, right? I mean, we see them yeah. too often holding holding that, you know, them in their my thin blue line. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. at least there's something. Doc, doctor week of pay. Um, Doctor's pay, 40 hours. But I mean, that's so just... at least it's something for <clears throat> one, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Eddie, you know, not I'm saying the same thing, right? Anyone else would have gotten arrested on that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Was he on duty of... when this happened? No, he wasn't on the duty. The car was owned by the station? Yeah, the car was owned yeah. by the station, but he wasn't on duty. Yeah, that already is problematic. Like, yeah. why Why do Why do police get to drive state vehicles um, when they're not on duty? That's my question. Like, why are we paying for them to drive vehicles owned by the taxpayer on their own personal time? That's maybe that's why he was driving ninety six. Is because he's like, I got to get home fast because I shouldn't be in this car. (laughs) Definitely, they were both in uniform too. That's why I was wondering. Is maybe it was a 
maybe just got off work or get something. Back to the station. It was yeah, wrong place, wrong time. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wrong, wrong place, wrong time to be going 96. Yeah, there's plenty of places yeah. in America where you can go 96 for sure. But not in a 35. Montana's got yeah, a few of them. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, a 35 zone is probably not where you want to be testing out the, the, the right <laughs> side of the speedometer. <laughs> You're probably correct. <laughs> there's just 40 or there's like 50 or 60 miles per hour of speed in a car that I feel like it's not ever illegal to to use like all these speedometers go up to 160 who is ever driving these cars this fast yeah i don't think my little honda has 160 yeah it's it's rare to get up above 120 is steven joining tonight or is he just going to be commenting like an online traffic (laughs) because he's in traffic because he won't go 100 in a 35 (laughs) fair enough touche you just burned sammy hagar (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i said that so many times on the on the way out here i was like 55 like every time i saw 55 i was probably really annoying for some like to Haley on the road you were definitely annoying but that's oh my god for yeah. many other reasons besides that one let's see look at how man does mount man <laughs> buddy 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 <laughs> go away you dumb turd <laughs> I put that up before I even saw the end of that. Topic. Is that Buddy? Gosh, That's Buddy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I wish you I could This was a family show, down. Jake. It is definitely not a family show. Do, do not think this is a family We show. try to keep it somewhat friendly, but, you know. No, we don't. We, people cuss on this show constantly. We do not try to keep it friendly. No. The family-friendly show is the My infant daughter is watching in the next room. Your your infant daughter, if she can swear, it's uh she, only if she can swear that's, that's is she allowed on. Yeah. Okay. Well. we'll hey, see. girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, He's I don't know. Where is uh, Zane? Can you tell people where Henry County is? I think I know, but no. I know. Okay. It's just south of Atlanta, like to the southeast. Is that where uh, who can keep track of the Georgia counties, man? It's like the the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Oh, okay. I mean, there are way too many counties. How many counties are there in Georgia? Like a hundred, like hundred sixty, hundred and fifty nine. Goodness gracious! <laughs> like, isn't that more counties than almost every other state? Every state except Texas. Yeah, which is many times larger. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, it's so insane. the guy, it, it just blows my mind that the guy is sitting there and not looking like he's sorry at all. He just looks like he's... I think he looks grateful to only be getting the citation, honestly. Like, he knows he's uh, screwed up, but... I think he knows he's screwed up, but I think he's like, yeah, I'll do this again in the future. <laughs> like <laughs> That's probably true. I didn't get well, that remorse from him. Um not yeah. enough. Isn't that normal for a comment section either way? Yeah, I mean, for most comment sections. And any comment section that Buddy is in, that's pretty normal. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else have any other degrading things to say about the Henry County Police Department before we move on? <laughs> um, well, they just had that shooting down there this past week. Um, that was in Henry. That doesn't seem like it's the fault of the police department, though. Did they hand, how'd, they, how'd they handle it? Um, I don't know. It seemed like the guy ran around for a while before they killed him. So, 
<laughs> that sounded like a video game. <laughs> like, yeah, I have no idea. I'm just saying you you asked about the Henry County Police, and I was like, well, uh, this happened, that happened there. Okay, well, let's like try not to br- let's try not to bring things up if you don't know anything about them. <laughs> Why would? I- <laughs> Isn't that the point of this show? I say things, and then we fill it in. I don't know. That's we should we should rename the show No Show Prep. No show prep. Hey, it I, is, I, 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 I sent a couple articles. Hard to prep for this show. I spent I hours and hours to make trivia questions. I had to unclog my drains and line my cabinets before hey, the show. You got internet though. That's pretty. Cool. I do have internet. Yeah. Let's see. Actually, Chattanooga has some facts. of the best internet. Steven says Shaq almost ran for sheriff before Soros planted the DA in Henry County. He's sheriff how Shaq. Did, how would he know me. that? Can you imagine? Because he's from that side of the city. He's he's from the from southern Atlanta. Yeah. Can you imagine getting pulled over by Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd literally be staring him in the crotch when he came to your window. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? The, the good thing about being pulled over by Shaq is you don't get a ticket. He just gets two free throws. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Tell him, yeah, if he makes both, then you'll pay the fine, you know. There we go. I like yeah. that. That seems like a decent trade, you know? Like, yeah, and you're not going to pay shit, that fine. For all the stupid crap we get arrested or tickets are arrested for, like, that seems like a pretty decent uh, trade. Like, if the deputies can, you know, make two free throws in a row, then then no ticket, or then you get the ticket. Otherwise, yeah. no ticket. Yeah. Or maybe just a free throw or, competition. Or... Uh, or what about a shooting competition? Right? I was going to say that gun, too. Yeah. They pull out their guns, and you on the side of the road, see who can hit the target. I, yeah. I can't see how this would go wrong. No, I no, can't. no, it's perfect. There's, yeah. there's definitely no problems with a uh, victim pulling out their gun. Um, Do like a, a full there. super bad <laughs> situation, like at a sign, like empty the clip, you know. God. I shot that cat Spending their time practicing their shot rather than patrolling and pulling people over for nothing okay i I like that point now let's instead of shooting let's do a foot race (laughs) so that they'll actually be in shape and not be there you go do we want them in shape useless it it would be better if they're in shape because if you're in shape and you actually how about how about a jujitsu match there on the side of the road how about just something that dunk contest if, if they get in, if they get in shape, they might get some more self-respect and stop being cops. There we go. <laughs> Gosh, that is the best. Burns, eh? best argument. Good job, Zay. Good. All right, we're gonna leave Georgia now. Um, I don't know how old this clip is, but I just found it, and um, <clears throat> the whole thing infuriates me. It's a couple minutes, so just sit back and enjoy. After I refresh it once again. But I- what is something you said or did that you knew was a lie? I don't know if I can say that. Um, there's a time when the governor signs bills or vetoes them. So when you veto a bill from the legislators, then you write a veto message. Or there was one legislature that I didn't like at all. And so I vetoed his bill, but I wanted to make sure that he really gets the message. So I wrote each line on the veto message 
each line had to start with a certain letter that when you go down the line, <laughs> it says <laughs> you. <laughs> when they discovered that, the press, they said to me, says, did you know that they said <laughs> you? Yeah. And I said, no, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. Where, <laughs> where, where does it say that? <laughs> Let me check that out. Again. All right. So while it is hilarious in theory, <laughs> this is a guy who is in charge of governing. Governoring. 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 The state of California, <clears throat> which has millions and millions and millions of people, and he vetoed a bill based on spite. Like, you, if all these people That's who some say leadership. All these people who say there are like there are good people in in positions of power. They they're there to do the best for you. Well, no, they're freaking not. They are just as petty and ridiculous as every other person that you know in real life. I mean, and we then, voted in uh, someone that was like a muscle pageant winner. You know what I mean? Like, how <laughs> petty is that? Like, I don't know. You should have yeah. known. Who was the governor? I, I mean. I kind of like stuff like this because it it's just really annoying when politicians sit up on a high horse and are like, oh, we're so awesome and serious and we're better than everybody else. Having acrostic poems that tell people to go F themselves, that kind of reminds everybody that the politicians are just humans. And so uh, the, the other fact is that given that it was a bill in California, there's a 99% chance it was bad. So you probably should have vetoed it anyway. So you're on the, you're, yeah, you're on the side of vetoing just by default. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board with Zane here. We're like, I just kind of like to see like chaos when it comes to the elected officials. Look, what like, I'm saying. The chaos, like it's going to be ridiculous anyway. So it might as well be entertaining and like, you know, but what, what, what I'm saying is that like all these people who believe in democracy need to understand, like need to actually not laugh at this clip and understand that these are this is what those democratically elected people do. They, they do personal vendettas. They they only care about what they want. They don't give a crap about you. The bill could have been good. It might have been a re like repealing a law. Who knows? You're never going to know because this idiot decided to veto it out of spite like it's ridiculous and that's why we need a monarchy steven <laughs> mr steven Hilton, welcome brother cheers man cheers how was that finally made it so i was driving 96 miles an hour and <laughs> um i get pulled over by this cop and he says hey there's a reason why you're going so fast i said man i got i'm on the liberty libations podcast i gotta get to it and he pulled me over and took a selfie and handed me a beer there we go. <laughs> and he let you go through the school zone. You know? that, that's right. Yeah, he escorted me home. <laughs> that's my kind he was of about seven feet tall and he's a former NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been following, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, do you have any comments on uh on the Terminator um vetoing a bill just based on the fact that he didn't like somebody? Uh, that's par for the course. And, uh, you know, if you think the Hollywood types, if you think that's just the left coast doing that kind of stuff, I'm here to tell you it happens in Georgia all the time. Yeah. And it's not just from special interest. It's 
um, you know, so the process of really getting a bill passed, you, you have to get it introduced. They, they're all split up in these committees. You know, these committees oversee various aspects of, of commerce and, um, you know, various legal frameworks and all that kind of stuff. And if the committee chair doesn't like you or you think that they think you introduced the bill at a turn, they don't even put it in the hopper. So it never even gets read to the rest of the legislature. Yeah, there was there was a, a school choice bill last last year's legislature, the 2022 legislative session that got killed because uh, wasn't it the speaker who's who's now dead? Uh, didn't he get offended that like a, a pro uh, pro? Oh, David Ralston. Yeah, pro conservative group like was putting pressure to pass the bill, and he got all offended over some mailer they sent out and killed the bill himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the guy that used his um, his prestige as Speaker of the Georgia House to um, run child sex trafficking cases beyond the statute of limitations. So the defendant oh, got all three. Mm. Yeah. He's dead now. You know, so. Not to speak ill of the dead, but, you know, his, his reputation was marred long before he fell ill. I have no problem speaking ill of the dead. We can do that all day on this show. Screw Depends that. Depends on the dead, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah. I hate three percent of myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, y'all, since uh, everybody's now here, and Alden, are you gonna be able to stick around the whole time, or are you do you have to duck out early? I'm uh, gonna go as long as I can, but I might have to go a little early. All right. Well, then we're gonna do trivia now, y'all. So <clears> let's <throat> let's rock this. There we go. Play that. Let's see. Let's drag that sucker up First there. trivia How question. That? What beer am I drinking? Um, Haven't had it in six years. In Yingling. Yingling. Yes. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so Jake it. wins trivia. <laughs> yes, I finally got to answer a trivia question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you we noticed, can make Zane put together trivia questions for next week, so you don't have, so you can play. Wait. We now have no. That's not how this works. We now so have no a one scoreboard. Wins. We now have a scoreboard. It's very high tech. Um, I love not, it. It's not my hand going over there at all. Um, Sharpie tech. The categories are this day in history, which I think I'm going to do every single week. The first, the first uh, round will be this day in history. Ten hmm. questions. Yada yada yada. Um, the next one, the next category is in honor of our guest today, Miss Hannah Green. Um, a swift death. Yeah. All all songs about Taylor Swift, or all questions about Taylor Swift. So oh, I'm just gonna that. go get a beer for me. that round. Who can take me? <laughs> I have two younger sisters, so I know more than I care to about it. There we go. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Then the final round is Christopher Nolan. So uh, all right. hopefully Robert Brumbelow can. Um, <clears throat> just watched Oppenheimer, so maybe he can get some right. I don't know if any of you. I haven't seen that yet. I'm boycotting watching movies as long as I'm on strike of watching movies as long as those idiots. <laughs> He's on strike. He's on fun strike. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Let me, uh, let me get. We got to have the Fat Rat Unity um, music playing. Let me get everything pulled up here. Can you repeat the rules? Like the. Oh, yeah. Rules? I'm getting okay. there. Three rounds. Already talked about that. Every question is a free-for-all. The first contestant to cover their camera with their hand will be called on by Jake to answer the question. If you blurt out an answer when it's not your turn, you lose one point. If a contestant answers, they cannot give another answer until all contestants have answered. 
The winner picks a topic to discuss the following episode, which we've not been doing, but you're welcome to if you want to. <laughs> Zane. <laughs> Let's see. Let me make sure everything. I love this music in the background. Hey, got to have something. You know? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay. First, here's the all-time scoreboard. Zane is four. Nick is three. <laughs> Steve is one. Audience is one. Alden zero. I'm losing to the audience. <laughs> I still can't believe the audience. I mean, I've never, never won. Not, yeah. The okay. one time the audience won was when I was in the audience. So I'll just remind everybody. <laughs> so it went to that. you. So yeah. Zane just wins. Yeah. I don't think I was here that week. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Round one. And I do not call on anybody until I finish reading the question. You can put your hands up. I can see, but uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep reading the questions so that our listeners can can hear the full questions. So mm, here we go. Fair. On this day in 2012, what film was showing during the shooting in Aurora that left 12 dead and 70 injured? Zane. The Dark Knight. Wrong. Hannah. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. The Dark Knight Rises. Hannah nailed it. Dang it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. How about that? Nervous sure? I thought, I, I'm pretty sure it was. I thought it was the Dark Knight. It's the Dark Knight Rises. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Twenty. I know. I know. I'm right. These aren't ChatGPT <laughs> questions. You dig it? <laughs> I came up with these all by myself. Dark Knight was like 08 or something. Yeah, Dark Knight was. Yeah, 08, and that was 2012. Here we go. Never Next seen question. either of them. Oh. <gasps> oh Sorry. Why was filmed where I went hang to college? On. Hang on, hang on. She's gone. I remember that. <laughs> oh, she's <man>. not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fight scene between uh, Batman and Bane in The Dark Knight Rises was filmed uh, where I went to college. Yeah, yeah. In, in, Where's uh, that? Uh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, oh. Carnegie Mellon. They had that big oh. fight scene right out front of it. Yeah, it was cool. The Steelers yeah, was, were like... Okay the team of gotham in that you can yeah. see you can see my sister at the stadium is one of the extras in that really scene. <laughs> the one awesome. guy the one guy standing behind bane in the stadium uh yeah when he's given the big speech was uh the father of a guy i wrestled with in high school nice That's this awesome. is some serious like local minutiae trivia here. this is cool <laughs> yeah. oh yeah okay. we're going on to question number two <laughs> <laughs> on this day in 1976, what was the name of the first lander that touched down on Mars? Nick. Voyager? Wrong. Hannah. Nope. Okay. I was going to say rover, but they're all rovers. Wrong. <laughs> I love Same. it. It's just like a dog, like a little robot uh, dog. Like... Discovery? Nope. Alden. Did you did you put your hand up? No, but I'll, I'll take a guess. Go for uh, it. Prometheus. Wrong. Steven, you're the only one who hasn't answered. The Mars rover. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, Y'all have 10 seconds. Buddy, oh, wait. Let me see. Dreamer. Buddy put an answer. Oh, yeah. Dreamer. No. Buddy, buddy nailed it. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Y'all have 10 seconds. Audience, 10 seconds. Elon Musk. Dreamer. Wrong. Uh, Odyssey. Eight. Intrepid. Wrong. Wrong. I have no idea. It's not coming. Discovery. Two, one, boom. Viking. Oh, that's what one. I said. Viking one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is 
On this day in 1973, what actor and martial artist died? Zane uh, Lacey. Jackie Chan. Wrong. What? He's still alive. I thought he. Yeah, I was wait, like, I wait, thought he died. Oh wait, I said the wrong guy. No. <laughs> yeah, he's Steven, Steven was next, and then Nick. Bruce Lee. Bruce yeah. Lee. No. The crow. He, he, yeah. You know what his favorite drink was? Oh gosh. Or not the crow. What the crow? What did you say? Oh my god. <laughs> what year was the crow when Brandon Lee died? The. That was in the nineties. Yeah. That yeah, that's later. right. Yeah. Way later. Did they both uh, die on set? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, well, no. Bruce, I don't think Bruce Lee died on set. I don't know how he died. Did I know he? his son died on set. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I can't I love, remember. My favorite bit is that Jackie Chan died in 1973. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. bit of trivia from this whole show. <laughs> All right. You, next. You, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, he got better. And then they <laughs> after he died, he yeah, his career really took off after he died. <laughs> All right, next question. On this day in 1944, what World War II mission failed? Steven? Valkyrie. Describe what Valkyrie is. It was uh, an infiltration mission to take out Hitler from within. There we go. Got it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't have the name of it. Yeah. I was going to say Tom Cruise was involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, right. All right. Next question. On this day in 1881, who surrendered their army to the American military? Nick. The French. Wrong. Zane. Uh, sitting Bull. That is unbelievable. Man. Wow. <laughs> sitting bull. That's some bull. <laughs> come on the french always surrender yeah i mean that was a good, good first guess for sure uh, pre-world war ii no they did not i thought oh. he was gonna say jackie chan but yeah pre-world war ii you're right <laughs> <laughs> all right next no, question. That's great, man. on this day in 1969 with whom did president nixon have a long distance conversation after an historic event zane uh armstrong name them both Armstrong and Aldrin. Nailed it. After, yeah. the, after the not faked moon landing. Not faked, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had it to, actually landed in New Mexico. I had to put that on there. <laughs> Question we seven. Could have corrected it. On this day in 1948, what military requirement did President Truman enact in response to the escalating tension of the Cold War? Same. Uh, selective service. Define it. The draft. There you go. The peacetime draft. Dang. If if Zane knows Taylor Swift, then y'all are all screwed. <laughs> I'm it sounds like I'm he, he knows more than me, man. Yeah. All right. Question number eight. <clears throat> On this day in 1933, which American author was born, eventually writing classic novels such as No Country for Old Men and The Road? Zane. Um, McCarthy. Oh, my God. You're such a turd, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, have you uh, read that? No. Ah. Half a point. The Road and No Country for Old Men are fantastic. I've Although, seen the movies. The, the movie No Country for Old Men is almost as good as the book, which like is the book happens. better? Because the movie is incredible, honestly. Yeah, I know. It it's it's a toss up actually, in my opinion. 
Trivia about that movie. Do you know that there's no music in the whole film? Yes, no I did music. That. It's not awesome. a single bit. It's and incredible. they don't need it. It's no. crazy cool. It just shows you you don't you don't need musicians at all. Musicians are a waste of space. I I'm very hurt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. On this day in 1968, which global sporting event held its inaugural competition? Hannah. Special Olympics. Nailed it. Nice. That. Almost said Olympics. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> the first Olympics, 1968. All right. Final question of the round. On this day in 1402, Bayezid I was defeated at the Battle of Ankara by Timur, resulting in the collapse of what empire? Alden. I think Nick was first. Okay, Nick. Uh, the Byzantine? Wrong. Well, that was what I was going to say. So <laughs> it just sounded like Bison, you know. <laughs> so well, Ankara's Turkey, Byzantine was based out of, uh, you know, uh, Constantinople. So make sure you actually cover the camera because when I'm reading, I can't see the whole camera. Steven, was that you covering the camera? Yeah. Uh, is it Persia? No. I'll go now. Alden. I'm just going to throw out Ottoman. Boom! Oh, oh yes. Ottoman Empire. All it's right. on the board. The collapse of the Ottoman yeah, Empire. The, the Ottoman Empire didn't collapse until after World War One. Right. The Ottomans it took it over collapsed the twice. Hey, listen to me. Listen. <laughs> it collapsed twice. It rumbled back into. It had a rebirth after way after fourteen. Whatever. It rumbled back. <laughs> Let's after fourteen oh two. It came back. It dwindled nice. down to almost nothing and then came back. Okay, so shove it up your butts. I get it right. I'll take it up my butt. I got a point. This is, this is not chat GPT questions. <laughs> I actually did my research with these. All right, round number Anything two. For a point. <laughs> two. Two points. Two points per question. Barbie? It's not, it's not Barbie. It was going to be Barbie, and I forgot to change the slide. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It was going to be Barbie since that dumb movie came out this week, but uh, the, trailers, the trailers look horrendous. <laughs> Like, what would you expect from that kind of movie, though? Well, the co like the costume design and the set design and all that looks spot on, but my gosh, it's supposed to be like a funny, lighthearted movie. It looks terrible. Is it animated or live action? Or it's Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Live action. Live yeah. action. Okay. Yeah. Hannah, I mean, you gonna go see it? Uh, likely not. Yeah. My sister's either. going opening night tomorrow. I've She's heard endless up. things. Is your husband going to go see it opening night? Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I figured, with yeah. Maybe he's got to go see Barbie. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just here for the memes online. The Barbie Oppenheimer crossover is what is... Yeah, so, someone made a that. Barbie Oppenheimer crossover trailer, which is hysterical. It's hilarious. Barbenheimer. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah Barbenheimer. They're great yeah. shirts, great memes. It's been Love good. And, and I like that the lead actress is Australian. Yeah, so go put another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Open up a Fosters. Yeah. And, gosh, I wish I Good had one. Fed logos for this <laughs> setup right here. Uh, I was waiting uh, for it, honestly, but I didn't know it didn't I, work. I for can't, this. It's, it, it only works when we're on our normal chat. It's not <clears> trivia. <throat> All right. First question of round two In what year did Taylor Swift release her self titled debut album? Zane. <laughs> I'll go 2006. Let me, let me, let me see. Hang on. 
That was kind of a guess, but I just guessed off what age was I when I started realizing my sisters were listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and how? <laughs> I've got wow. a CD called Post Mix born? that has some Taylor Swift on it. So. What were you born, Zane? I was born in 2000. Oh, my gosh. That's so were you really? Yeah. Wow. All right. You're old. Next, <laughs> next question. Yeah, I know. No, I'm kidding. Which Taylor Swift album won the Grammy for Album of the Year? And Zane. Zane was first. Uh, speak now. Wrong. Hannah. No. Um, fearless. Fearless is correct. <clears throat> this is yeah. the Nobs round I just drink beer. His sister's <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Nobs accusing you of being a Swifty Zane. All right, let's see here. Next question. Which song from the album eight, 1989 won the Grammy for Song of the Year? Hannah. Shake It Off. Hang on. Let me check. Hang Ask Chat GPT. Uh, actually, what, did that win Song of the Year? I'm not actually sure, but I don't know what else it would be. Let me no. make sure I did it correct. I may have made a mistake. Um, it's quite hang, possible. Hang on one second, y'all. No, I, di I didn't make a mistake. I did it correct. And Hannah, you're Just wrong. Take it off? No! Okay, I, I know what it is. <laughs> Zane. Uh, blank space. It is blank space. <laughs> not not to be that guy. Off this stream and there we go. Now I'm listening, those are literally the only two Taylor Swift songs I know. So. Not to... Not to be that guy, but I'm pretty sure that Shake It Off is from the previous album, not 1980. Okay, it's accusing you of being a Swifty and not having Well, they're, they're, they're wrong. I just know a lot of things about a lot of things. That's fair. It's on, it's on the album. It's on, it's on, I can confirm that it is on the album. Oh, it, okay. Well, so Zane, Zane is wrong on that regard. See, All I right. said it wrong on purpose to get people off off my scent about being a Swifty. <laughs> All right, next question. What is the title of the documentary that chronicles Taylor Swift's life and career? Hannah. Miss Americana. Miss Americana is correct. <laughs> I'm not even trying on these ones. I was going to make up some it. shit. Hey, but... hey y'all don't need to put out disclaimers. You guys suck. It's just not your fault, you know? Yeah, it's All not right. a false. We have good taste in music, you know. <laughs> All right, next question. What company has Taylor Swift, along with many other artists, called out for their questionable business practices that tend to upset and anger concertgoers? Zane. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Which is 100% true, and Ticketmaster sucks. Actually, all those... They all are, suck. They all suck. I Live end up paying almost double... Yeah. Like you end up paying almost double. The, the fees are insane. They let robots basically swipe everything and then they, you know, people have to buy them back from them and they get their fees anyway. It doesn't even matter. But that one I would have got just because <laughs> Robert pulled over sucks. in his car to say, Stephen and I may be fed, but Zane is definitely a switch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, y'all. After two rounds, Zane has 10, Hannah has six steven has two alden has one and nick has the big goose egg tonight 
Nick, you're not uh, representing that second place title that you have very well. Well, <laughs> I've been slow on the buzzer. We have more people than usual here tonight. It's true. This is a packed crowd tonight. That All right. like an excuse. <laughs> Kick him off the stream. <laughs> He'll still win. I mean, well, he's All right. already, yeah. Each of these questions is worth three points. Um, hang on. Let me let me make sure what the questions are before I put them to y'all. Um, sure ChatGPT got it right. These are not ChatGPT ones, okay? These are Jake ones. I think Jake is ChatGPT. That would be very unfortunate for the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chat okay, so with this first question, you have to get... I will not acknowledge partial answers i will acknowledge only if you get both of the things correct i will not mm. even acknowledge if you got part of it correct all right here we go what is christopher nolan's highest grossing film and how much did it make at the box office alden out of my ass right <laughs> i have no idea you need to be within the title you need to be okay yeah what's our margin for the number i need to get the margin is 50 million. Okay. That's actually is this pretty inflation wide. adjusted or not? <laughs> <laughs> this is what the movie's made at the box office. Alden, okay. you still answer the question. The Dark Knight, 400 million? I don't know. Wrong. Same I don't know what movies next. make even. Uh, I'll say Inception and $500 million. Wrong. Nick. I will go with Interstellar and we'll go 300 million. Wrong. Steven. Inception, 650 million. Wrong. Hannah. The Dark Knight, 750 million. All right. Wrong. All right. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do, I'm going to give you some hints. I'm going to give you all some hints. Nobody got the movie right. Oh, wow. And everybody was far too low on the amount. Wow, wow. You get 20 more seconds, and you have to cover the camera before you answer. Hmm. Alden. Okay. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> 999 million. And I got I got to give it to you. I'm sorry. I got to give it to you. No. Dark Knight Rises, 1.08 billion. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's obscene. You were, you were within 90 million. I mean, Dark I had Knight it. Rises is really throwing well, people off today. It's because the Dark Knight was such a huge success. That everybody everyone was thought the next one would be good. Dark Knight Rises. And it sucked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I was at least filming Pittsburgh. It was it was better yeah. than almost every single Marvel movie. I mean, Heinz Ward was in it, so like it's pretty good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question: With the release of Oppenheimer, how many feature films has Christopher Nolan directed? Hannah. Twelve. Boom! Dang! Oh my gosh! Dang! I guessed completely. <laughs> really? I even named one more after the last question. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to the casino. What the? Wow! Hell? <laughs> All, right. All right. Final question, y'all. If uh, if Hannah if Hannah I'm gets this, she wins. If Zane yeah. gets it, he wins. She stole my Anybody chance. else gets it, he, Zane wins. All right, here Man. we go. Um, so this is a. 
You have to give a me a nine part question. You have to give me <laughs> three of the four, okay? Because um, there, there are four technically total. Um, I will give partial credit, but you also have to you have to answer the question within five seconds of putting your of me calling on you, okay? Because mm. you can't just sit there and think. All right, so here we go. Name the four actors who have appeared in the most Christopher Nolan films. Steven. Christian Bale, Robert Downey Jr., Heath Ledger, and Leo DiCaprio. All right, you got one. Christian Bale is off the table. Hang on, let me go ahead and put that down. Who is next? I couldn't tell. I thought it was Alden. I think it was Alden. (laughs) All right, Alden, go. Tom Hardy. Um... What's his name that looks like Heath Ledger but isn't Heath Ledger? That, that is not an answer. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah, got him. And Juno, go. Wrong on all three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of names right now. Does anybody else raise their hand? It's no. It's the woman. I have no idea what her name is. Christian Bale, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> is he an Eddie? Who, Heath Ledger and no, that was wrong before. Um, uh, Jack anyway. Black. <laughs> oh my God! No, wait, Alden, you can't answer yet. No, Zane and Nick, I don't know. Zane and Nick have to answer. But I'm doing both hands. I I've got nothing. All right, come on, Zane, I set you up, dude. Nick, oh. do you have anything? Can I go again? Um. I can't think of who's been. All right, Alden, go. Michael Caine. Okay. It's got to be one. If he's not one, I'm burning down my new house. And give me two more. I don't know the woman's name, but she's in everything. But she's. Was oh, it girls too? It's. <laughs> I think girls actors now, yeah. in general. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't oh. know the woman's name. All right. Well, you got Michael Caine. Yeah, right? Caine. Okay. Oh, H- Hannah, go. Caine. I'm just gonna get him by you guys getting him. Kane, Mike. What, oh, we have to say them all. No, three of the four. Anna, you... Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Nicole Kidman and Jack Black. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alden, go. Anne Hathaway. No. Dang it! That's not who I'm trying to think of. I just. <sighs> I know there she's in a few. But... Y'all have done Christian Bale and Michael Kane. There. And two Tom more. Hardy, right? Is Tom Hardy not one of them? No, Tom Hardy's not one of them. That's upsetting. Natalie Portman. So Michael Caine was in eight of them. Wow. The second place one was in six of them. The third place was tied between Christian Bale and another actor. Hmm. Somebody. He said a, he's an actor, so this is a dude again. And they're all guys. Idris Elba. Idris okay, Elba's not guys. been in a single one. Just start spitting them out. No more covering the camera. Y'all got Robert Pattinson. No, no. Uh. Robert Downey Jr. Did somebody say no. that? I said that. Mark uh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. No. McConaughey. No. Uh, What's the 500 Days of Summer guy? Robin. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Thank you. No. Thank Who was the other Inception dude that wasn't DiCaprio? Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tom Hardy and the Japanese guy. No, 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 the, no. I'm talking about the, the dude with the slick back hair. <laughs> oh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't John know Wick. Uh, 
I gotta say, this is extremely who's disappointing. Rodolfo? Chris Guy Pierce. Um, who's <laughs> Nick's sister. No, you said all guys. Sorry. Someone just name it. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. All right. I no Brad wrong. Pitt. I'm giving y'all the biggest hint ever. He is the lead in Oppenheimer. Julia Murphy. I said that. All right. You got. Oh. It. Wait. Really? Oh. Uh, I forgot. Wait, I, I said that earlier. I did say that earlier. Come on, Hannah. Let's go. Somebody must One have talked more. over you because I didn't, uh, I, didn't you, hear you. You roll the tape later. I did say that earlier. Because I was All right. the tape. <laughs> All right. Well, the, we'll do it. Okay. The tape. There, there are technically four. So there's one left. Steven, Alden, Nick, y'all can't answer anymore. This is okay. th this is the runoff between Zane and Hannah. Y'all right. have, have 20 seconds to get the final one. You're not going to oh get gosh. it, but you have 20 seconds. You're not going to get it. Channing Tatum. No. <laughs> Zane, if you're uh, researching things right now, I'll slap your face. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Pencils down, Zane. Uh, okay, let me, let, me let me think of a hint. Um, he Okay, he's British. Idris Elba. No, stop saying Idris Elba. <laughs> I know he's beautiful, but like you can't keep saying. I'm him just over watching that show with him in it right now. Oh, Luther, it's um, a good show. No, Hijack. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, he's he's a little older. He's like Michael Caine's era. Oh, I was oh so Michael Caine, yeah. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. No, what character? The, what name? Like, what, sure. what character did he play in a movie? Um, oh, he's, oh, been in, he's been in, he's been in George four Clooney. of them. He played, no, there's no George Clooney in any of Nolan's films. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Movies. Wait a minute. I'm just Alden, you can't answer. Shut your mouth. Oh, um, he played a cop in Dark Knight, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. I've never seen them. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm now I'm sad that I can't. All right. Give the Swifties a Swifty tiebreaker. No, y'all are just gonna y'all gonna end on a tie. It's Gary, uh, it's Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. I never would have gotten that in a million years. Fair enough. Gary I love that you were like he's kind Oldman. of an old man. <laughs> All right, Zane and Hannah uh, both get a point. Panic! You are our first guest to ever get a point. Half a point in trivia. No, to it's be a fair, point. there was a round tailored to me, although I only got two of them. So. Tailored. To I like the pun. Tailored. Yeah, I call it that. yeah. That was for you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that was fantastic. That was one of our best uh, trivia trivia rounds yet. Let's. Uh, Dan, I'm glad to... to be sharing the title with a fellow Swifty. Boom. <laughs> no comments. No comments. <laughs> Just shake it off, Zane. Just shake it off. <laughs> That's so good. Almost spit my ink. No, I, I, I had to um, go to the Marta station by my apartment at like two o'clock in the morning. The the night, one of the nights that this concert was happening, to go pick my sisters up from the station, then walk them back into my apartment's garage. Yikes. So, actually, shout out to Taylor if he's watching because he picked me up Poor from the concert, <laughs> took me back. <laughs> No one, no one should ever feel sorry for Alden. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, I mean, I've never Alden seen. Alden did well. Alden got five points. Yeah. I did right. all right. 
I've never yeah. seen Taylor Swift, but I was really upset when my tool tickets were canceled in uh, 2020. So wasn't happy. Your what? Oh, tool. I had a tool concert was canceled. You know, was whatever. it Ticketmaster's fault? It is probably it was. Is it because you were a tool? <laughs> that was the whole reason. That was why they canceled. Yeah. Well, uh, Keenan was. He was. He was scared by the COVID. Yeah, I think he was. He got it. He apparently, and he wasn't happy about well, that's it. What, I don't know. Uh, did, didn't Pucifer, uh, you know, one of his little side project bands, they did a Pucifer, um, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a um, they did a concert and put out a DVD, but there's nobody in the audience. <laughs> that it sounds was, like something was, he would do. Yeah. yeah, it was like this whole like auditorium made out of rocks or something, and in the desert in Arizona, Just they had the lights, they had the people. full audio. It was 4K. They put it out, and it was like 40 bucks, and you could like live stream it. Yeah, and, and he said they I'm, made more from that than they do from actual concerts. Probably, and he actually had more fun because he wasn't breathing cigarette smoke and having beer cans thrown at him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what's annoying? If I sit right in the middle, I have these stupid lines down my face. You can. The, you were supposed to be kind of the two face thing for the trivia, but yeah, it's yeah, so annoying. Like that's so stupid. Screw the sun. The you sun are annoying. The sun oh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to our next story. Um, we're going to watch a decently long video here because um, I find it hilarious. Uh, we're going to add this to the stream. Did anybody ever watch? Uh, has anybody seen this? It's um, Katie Porter, Democratic um, Congresswoman, hosting a game of Jeopardy um, in the chamber. This is what? hilarious. Watch no. It after year. The president requests a massive defense budget. Lawmakers don't want to be seen as soft on national security and defense lobbyists exploit that. Congress then falls into line and passes an expensive defense package. And then we do the same thing again the next year. That's the game that lawmakers and lobbyists play with our tax dollars. Today, we are going to play a new game. Welcome <laughs> to Jeopardy, where our witnesses will uncover waste, missing guardrails, and the enablers who make our defense budget balloon. Witnesses, you'll pick a category and a point amount. I'll read you a, prop, a prompt, and just like in regular Jeopardy, you'll give the answer in the form of the question. For example, if I read the Congresswoman hosting Jeopardy, you will say, who is Katie Porter? Let's get started, Mr. Tanaglia. Enablers for 100. <laughs> a president who called how much we spend on defense crazy, but let defense spending grow by over 100 billion in one term. Obama. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> really? You don't know who called the defense budget it's crazy? Not Obama. Who yeah, I, I figured. Donald Trump. That's Mr. Right. Mansfield. It grew by more than that under Obama. Enablers for 200. Enablers for 200. The clue is more just a like member a of Senate leadership who recently said funding the Pentagon Are these at all 886 be Donald Trump, like billion dollars okay. would mean know. defense is radically underfunded. I don't know the answer. Who is <laughs> Mitch McConnell? <laughs> the Mr. Murder Khan, the, really, the, you can easily be the winner here. 
<laughs> I'll take waste for uh, 300. Great choice. Waste for 300. <laughs> I love it. In effect, it's EOD assets that cost about 600 million to build and are now being decommissioned before the end of their useful life. Wow. I'm drawing a blank there. <laughs> that was the littoral combat ship. Littoral combat yeah, ships. Right, you're yeah. familiar with this program. <laughs> Mr. Snaglia. Uh, enablers for 300. Pardon me? Enablers for 300. Enablers for 300. By the way, littoral means water. Get rich yes. while pushing to overspend our yeah. tax dollars. I did not know that. Who are defense lobbyists? <laughs> Mr. Mansfield. Waste for 200. I'm really counting on you here, Mr. Mansfield. <laughs> A program that is $183 billion over budget and 10 years behind schedule. F-35. <laughs> what is the joint strike fighter program? Yep. What is the what? Is it the joint strike fighter program? What? That's correct. What is the F-35 program? Nice. Correct. Mr. Khan. Missing guardrails for 200. Missing guardrails for 200. The institution that has authorized more defense spending than the president requested for the current fiscal year. <laughs> Who has authorized more defense spending than the president requested for this 2023 fiscal year? The House of Representatives. The Armed Services Committee. We'll give you that. Who is Congress? <laughs> Mr. Tanaglia, I'd really love to see you get one right here. Nice. <laughs> Missing guardrails for 100. Missing guardrails for 100. This one I think you're going to know. <laughs> A review that every agency has passed except the DOD. Audit? What is an audit? What is an audit? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mansfield. <laughs> Missing guardrails for 300. This is a really good one. <laughs> the percentage of DOD's assets that it cannot account for. Oh, no. 100%. 45. 61%. What, what, so what is 61%? Huh? What is 61%? What is 61%? So I read the question wrong. The percentage of DOD assets that it can account for is 39%. You're right. Cannot right. account for 61%. Yeah. Right. Can account wow. for 39 All right, Mr. Khan. Is that double jeopardy? Yes. <laughs> this is it. Waste for 100. DOD assets that have been lost, damaged, or destroyed to the tune of millions of dollars based on a May GAO report. What are spare aircraft parts? <laughs> We're on the jeopardy DOD, and the winner here today should be the American people. Because no matter who uncovers the most waste, the important thing is that we provide long overdue oversight to the taxpayers. Look. All right. Wow. Wow. So, and then she raises $100,000 at a DOD gala. Yeah. Right. For, yeah from a, although for a uh, Democrat <laughs> from California, that's a... Uh, it's it's yeah, not bad. It's not like, bad. That was top officials, for those just listening, it was top officials from the Pentagon um, were the ones answering the questions. And it was freaking hilarious that they... No question. Like they just immediately started playing along. Like they, they really did. Yeah, that for a moment. That was my favorite part, man. Like they just jumped right in and they were like competitively actually playing. It was awesome. <laughs> and some of them they really knew. 
They needed. I love how her her aide yeah. was passed her the board, but then didn't just hold it for her, and she yeah. had to sit there and hold it with one hand. Like that was that was. I mean, it was a little clunky, but overall, yeah. it's that a was good system. Effective. That was gangster. That was yeah. gangster. I thought it was. Cool. I liked it. Yeah. If I didn't know she's from California, I would have thought she was from Oklahoma. I bet she makes a mean casserole. <laughs> or excuse me, thirty nine percent was all that was able to be accounted for. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I got to change. Well, especially that. since the Rumsfeld era, you know, when he lost a trillion dollars in the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah, right well, before nine eleven. To be fair, that that whole wing blew up a couple of days after. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was to be fair. Yeah. That was around the time they were coming out with the trillion dollar coin. So maybe just that one coin fell out of. <laughs> it's yeah. easy to lose a trillion dollars when it's one coin. Yeah. All, all the Mugabe bucks. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just thought I found it super interesting that uh, a bunch of Pentagon officials only knew like thirty percent of the answers to those questions, or or, or said that they it. knew. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that exactly. And that the one that like really stood out to me that they knew was that sixty one percent of what they have of their assets is are unaccounted, unaccounted for. for. Yeah. How, how do you know that number and you're and you're not fixing it? Like yeah, yeah. that is well, he's, then, he was aware of it to the one percent, like yeah. And you know yeah. how you know how Donald Trump got the defense budget boosted a hundred billion dollars in one term though, right? Because mm. he did the largest arms deal in human history. His first month in office. To him. When he went over to Saudi Arabia and he was over there holding the Palantir doing that ceremony with all those mm. freaks. Yeah. You know, and, and he, yeah, $700 billion worth of American arms were bought that day. The Crown Prince Bonesaw? Yes. Uh, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they, they, they ground up a journalist uh, to celebrate the deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that when he came back talking about how good it would be for the economy because yes. of the deal yeah. he made? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember Wait, that. Who is, who is the. I mean, I mean, no, I know you're being facetious, but who was the journalist that, that was it? Khashoggi was that? Yeah, the it was one Khashoggi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Khashoggi. That y'all got, have y'all seen that documentary? I think it's on Netflix. No, is, uh, I don't know if I've seen it, but it's incredible. Maybe I did, and it's it, it will infuriate you yeah. to an endless degree. It's I assume it's that's what very you meant horrifying. By incredible, too. yeah, yeah. No, it's it. They did a great job documenting exactly what happened and going back and doing the research and really so he, going. To he town. went into an embassy to get a marriage license. Yeah, and then he came out in in bags. Like, yep. So the moral of the story is: don't get married. Yeah. Yeah. Not in Saudi Arabia. No. <laughs> or well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but so the the story that we just watched is from. I'm going to shout them out every single time we use them. Real news, no bullshit. I follow them on Instagram. They're amazing. Real news, no bullshit. All one word. They do fantastic stuff. Um, they they went over to Ukraine and Russia and interviewed a ton of Russian civilians and and soldiers and a ton of ukrainian civilians and soldiers just to give like an actual real life human perspective on what's happening over there um they try not to put a spin on anything um they're very very good i would highly recommend everybody subscribe to their channels and all that because um they're pretty much funded by little donors um you know i'll check them out for sure yeah yeah they're great um tree fitting <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's keep on going with the military industrial complex. This 
blew my mind. Uh, I'm going to refresh it because I think it already started uh, playing. Typo has redirected millions of U.S. military emails to a web operator in the West African nation of Mali. U.S. military emails end with .mil, whereas the Malian domain is .ml, resulting in all sorts of things like diplomatic notes, travel details, passwords, and medical data being misdirected. One recent misdirected email included the full travel details for the U.S. Army's chief of staff on a visit to Indonesia, including hotel addresses and room numbers, itineraries, and more. The issue was noticed a decade ago by a Dutchman contracted to manage Marley's web domain. He's collected over 100,000 misdirected emails and has been urging the US to take action for years. According to the Financial Times, his contract expires this month, meaning control will revert back to the Malian government, which has fallen out with the West while developing stronger ties with Russia. The Pentagon said it is aware of this issue and takes all unauthorized disclosures of national security information seriously the one le first let me start with hey dutch guy who's managing the emails uh if there's anything juicy send it our way please. yeah po podcast <laughs> at lpgeorgia.com give us those emails give us, <laughs> give us that data yeah if you got that's Hillary that c-o-m not c-u-m that's a different <laughs> website so <laughs> Although I will still get those. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take those emails. Steven's the admin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll how absurd, data. how absurd is that? That because one letter is missing, we've sent hundreds of thousands of emails to Mali, to an African nation where a Dutch guy is in charge of their the, the, and he's like trying to be like nice. Well, to be fair, like, I'm this getting is a, your this mail. Is the military that spent 20 years trying to conquer a bunch of goat herders and failed. So, <laughs> yeah. But CBS got in that cave for that interview, though. They somehow, did. I'm just <laughs> saying. Did. I mean, it's also hilarious that the Pentagon is aware of the situation. All they got to do is fix it. it how, how 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 difficult is that? Like. Just, <laughs> Fix it. It's one letter. <laughs> They're aware, though. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, we that's part of the sixty-one percent of their budget they can't account for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, I was going to mention there has to be some kind of block yeah. they could do, like don't go. send dot ml. There has yeah. to be something. Like, there's there's like, what if Dutch programmer was actually one of those assets? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> ban all the ban all the military domains from sending to dot ml. I mean, that, yeah, so that would not be hard. Very but. simple. I didn't Super know simple. the name of the Viking one, the Mars rover that did land, but I knew the story of the one that didn't land that crashed. And the reason why that crashed is because there was a mix up between basically metric and the US centigrade or whatever the, and so they didn't convert the numbers and it came in at too steep a trajectory and just like $2 billion just like exploded into Mars. Yeah. But so yeah. now we need a space war so we can have imperial measurements up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, right. <laughs> exactly. There's there's two kinds of countries, right? Ones that use the metric system and ones that have supposedly put a man on the moon. <laughs> there you go. There supposedly. you go. I think I mean, Stephen and I have talked about this with the U.S. centigrade is actually closer to the like the units that like the ancient Egyptians used to use, which is kind of cool. But yes. Okay. Well, let's not go into that nerdy crap. Into surveyor <laughs> nerd, break. like yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. Well, the, 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 the centimeter was redefined in 1952. Oh, good God. Steven, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs>
Oh, it used to be from my cuticle to my knuckle, but now <laughs> it's from my cuticle to the tip of my nail. That's the centimeter now. Well, they, they try to don't they, they try to define by like constants, right? So isn't it like a fraction of the speed of light or? Yes. Like, so prior to that, it was a fixed solid that was right. just held in a glass jar, and now it's how far <laughs> it's so a beam of light travels over a fraction of a second. Yeah. I, and I, I hate everything about this company. Like time is kept based off of the off of the decay of a what uranium atom or something. Yeah. <laughs> in facto, Viking rover. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So, yeah, Stephen, what's your opinion of them getting rid of Big K? What like big like Big K cola, like the soda, or like Special no. K, like. Okay, apparent, apparently I made a reference that was too arcane even for this group. So forget I said it. <laughs> Gosh, I really wish I had a setup for six feds because that's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that right now. Um, I mean, just let's put this in perspective. In wait, it's in 2013, Molly was getting our military emails. 2013. Alden, that's when ten you years. and I graduated. I was just going to say that was. <laughs> it's been 10 years and they've yeah. been getting our emails the entire time. I was just thinking about this it's because my program. computer's that old. Your comp- oh my gosh, Alden, get a new computer. <laughs> so we don't need to free Assange. We just need to call the, the Malian embassy, right? I mean, they have all the information. How, like, that Dutch how guy much has awesome information could we get from that Dutch guy? Can we figure out who that guy is? Um, is that possible? <laughs> he likes you, gold. Just... <laughs> I'm sure if you look, it'll tell you in some news article who the, who the service is, and then we just got to email him from the LP Georgia account and be like, hey, you mind like data dumping this to us? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're Americans. We'll take good care of it. We'll take great care of it. We'll, yeah, we'll just post it, it right out the for everyone to read. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll forward this to the DOD. <laughs> sure thing. To all, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, next up, we've got um, our favorite Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, dined on psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, I um, saw this, yeah. Which led to, wait, Edgummit, did I flip these? I think I flipped these. Here we go. There we go. U.S. Treasury <laughs> commits embarrassing bow. Please watch this horrendous display. Here we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's, she's, she's like a bobblehead. Three? <laughs> she's like the, the barometer bird that like dips into the water. Dip, like <laughs> <laughs> bird, yeah. And they're saying that it's because she ate four bowls of psychedelic mushrooms. Okay, actually, I would embarrass myself far worse, honestly, if I had that much. I'm just saying. Like, that's actually pretty well, good. She's got to be taking doing psychedelic mushrooms on the reg because, I mean, look at her economic policies. Yeah, actually, it makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I just, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. It, like, I don't know. Like, Shane, Shane Hazel, who is a huge adv- advocate for mushrooms, he mm. got grounded. He got like clearer and yeah but he's not retarded more, well, um, that, okay that, that, that might be the defining factor there <laughs> yeah you could have me okay. but yeah she look gobbled i love that it says gobbled four, does it literally four, say gobbled gobbled four portions of whatever that is a type of wild mushroom <laughs> 
I mean, it can't have been the first time. You don't do it for the first time before you meet the Chinese guy. Right? No, she's. My question is, was she aware that she did that? Well, see, uh, so I, I think it's some kind of like Chinese street food or something like that. Whereas one of those things is just kind of like unspoken. Like that's why that guy gets all these repeat clients. Right. And because uh, <laughs> the, the, the cook or something like that, one of these interviews, he even said, you know, you never really know what hits you. Like one, one second you're standing and the next second you're falling over. You know, Did someone go to like about. remove her from this? Is that like, <laughs> yeah. like, like how many? Is, like, well, and who's to say it wasn't on purpose? You know, because because the only people, <laughs> the only people the Chinese hate worse than us is the Japanese. Mm. And you can just look up the rape of Nanking if you don't believe me on that one. No, I understand. Um, I mean, but, that's so funny. That's just it's not picturing the duck. That is what it looks like. The little yeah. <laughs> it's the little it gets a little lower like each time like and then it goes like ooh yeah that's hilarious i forget what she says here let's see what she says there's only 30 seconds last week's visit served as a step forward in putting our relationship on a sure footing can you put it on 2x speed <laughs> and productive channel of communication she drives no. me crazy there's much more work to do but i believe this trip was an important start I'm eager to build there on the ground She's all about the trip. Late in Beijing to mobilize further action. <laughs> the trip. Did she meet with Pooh Bear while she was there, or was it just uh, <laughs> level official? I mean, she's she's got to be related to Fauci. They talk the exact same stupid <laughs> way. Like that's pretty. Um, funny. They're both on Chinese psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, yes, they're both lizard people, but yeah. they are both lizard people. Um, yeah, I just found that whole thing to be hilarious. Oh, Dad Gummit brought us to that. Sorry, guys. Um, I gave you all a sneak peek of what we're going to next, which will probably be in the next 30 seconds because <laughs> okay. there's only so much there's only so much I can talk about. All I saw was mushrooms. a creepy van. So yeah. I'm excited to go. That's probably so, one Jake, you know, if she if she has Anarchy. PTSD from Anarchy. all, all the damage all she's causing from her financial policies, you know, that kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, if it's an accident, that's one thing. Or if they did it on purpose. Mm. That is kind of an act of war. You I mean, know? It's, it's definitely interesting. Like, what what else? What other stupid things did she do? Because I'm pretty sure that you you'd have very little control of yourself when you're on psychedelic mushrooms. Like, what did she say while she was on this? Like, who did she meet with? What did she do during this whole period? Like, there you go. The amount of did things she have that on an adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll come out whenever the Chinese, you know, need to use some of that political capital they'll be like hey we're going to release this dirt if you uh you know, yeah don't i mean that that's that's anything. something that we'll never know though like they'll just send a clip of whatever she did to somebody in charge and they'll negotiate for something that we don't want to give the chinese but the government will because they have to otherwise they'll be embarrassed like how many like i don't know you should not be doing mushrooms when you're in a foreign nation as a freaking government representative is this, uh, yeah, I, I feel like if I were, I would not, right? And is this another thing like the cop car thing where it's like, is this on the clock? Like, was this, you know, a paid trip kind of a thing, like a taxpayer paid thing? Of course know. it was. If, yeah, if, the if, whole time, like, it's like, yeah. If you're, if you're over there representing the United States government, the United States Treasury Secretary, you're over there for business and nothing else. You should not be doing anything personal while you're there because you're spending our money. Uh, to yeah, be fair, she thought did. earning a she thought minting a trillion dollar coin would be reasonable. So <laughs> yeah, well, and you're giving them this huge PR campaign. You know, look, the great Satan is high. <laughs> Let's capitalize on it. 
Yeah. I've, I, for one, wish more of my tax dollars were spent on magic mushrooms. In, in this way, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, Grumpy. Sorry you have to go so soon. Good night, Grumpy. Bye, man. You know, Actually, yeah, I'm not used to it being night when we're doing it. Yeah, this is interesting. Oh yeah, Alden, this is this is a new situation yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, normally right now I'm like it's like six thirty, kind of you know, like, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to make dinner, you know. Yeah, but you it's a whole already, different thing. Yeah, you already ate now. Yeah, now it's like you you have yeah. to drink some relax and head to bed afterwards. Yeah, oh right. yeah, I'm I've been going to bed like I'm seriously like seventy years old now. Like I've been going to bed like before midnight, which for me is crazy that is crazy you used to stay up to like four i in I've my bartending there. days i would stay up to like the sun came up like seven like yeah yeah <laughs> all I've right let's go to the creepy van creepy van Here we did go. you build this one Jake? House. For, for, sadly i didn't build this one van archie for all it, your van needs it looks <laughs> very well done the reason Ford never went bankrupt is because the last recession that happened, they took a huge loan before, about eight months to a year before, they took a huge loan and they used that loan to survive the what's it called. All the other car companies never took that loan. When we hit the recession, they all filed for bankruptcy. If Ford right now is taking a $9.2 billion loan, they know that we're about to hit some bad, bad, bad times. So the money while they can you'll see the rest of the companies now will go through a fall and they'll fall into bankruptcy everybody like, oh look ford ford survives ford survives no because they took money while they, they know good. something that everybody doesn't they know. know something that nobody and then that's did they just take money again they just took 9.2 billion dollars that's a government. recent number oh man those uh and they're not forced you know back those, they, those comments were great the first yeah, comments that's what I was laughing did you at? oh i didn't see it Let's see. Point of view: Finance bro kidnaps you and ties you up in the back of his van. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a thousand percent right, but I'm not listening. You start swinging your legs like a. <laughs> oh man, those are some good comments. Good. Yeah, comments. he needs a lower seat for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to be fair, though, completely legit. Ford did do this. I had an article pulled up, but I think I lost it. Um, I don't know where it went, but uh, it, yeah, it just it does not. I mean, we we all knew this was coming, but like, if that isn't a like big enough sign for the everyday person to understand what's going to happen, then you know they're just all going to get screwed. Like, although isn't Ford kind of the suckers because they took the loan and GM got bailed out? I mean, maybe. I mean, I feel like. Hmm. I feel like being able to claim that you've never gone bankrupt is probably a pretty good bragging rights thing. And it makes so it's brand like way more trusted the brand thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I would, I would trust Ford way more than GM. I'll never buy like a GM. Um, I think I agree these days actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause, cause you know, Obama turned the bankruptcy laws on its head mm-hmm. the way he handled the GM bankruptcy. Uh, it was, so he, he, satisfied the unsecured creditors before the secured creditors. Okay. And that was totally not how bankruptcies are handled. You know, if you have secured debt, which means like, I'm going to give you the title to my property in exchange for this loan, you know, like a home equity loan or something like that. So people had secured debt with GM, like you either pay me this or I own your property now, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They got paid last. 
in the settlement deal mm. with the GM bankruptcy. It was people that had like, you know, intellectual property or, you know, had like labor cost, something like that. They got paid first. Hmm. And yeah, it was, it was really weird. And, and then Ford also does not force unions. Uh, they are not a forced union shop. So what does that mean? Forced Based. unions. So all the other automakers, you have to be in the UAW. Hmm. All of them? Seriously? Pretty much. All I the mean, U.S. ones? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so like all, all, all the GM employees are UAW. Hmm. And, you know, Ford doesn't do that. You know, UAW still works in Ford shops, but they don't force it. I like that. So, yeah. It's like being in Georgia, right to work. You know? That's right. That's right. You know, now you have to have special tools to change your own freaking brake pads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You have to do have that with Mercedes stuff too. Like we have got that Sprinter van. That's freaking annoying as crap. Oh, if I get a van, I'm probably going to go with like a Transit or something because it's you just easier to work on. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure Transit makes diesel though. That was the they don't in the U.S. I don't think, which is upsetting. Yeah. But they do everywhere else, of course. Like, yeah, so import. you're going to have to import. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you just hey, have that... to learn to drive on the other side, depending on where it comes from. <laughs> but you can, I think you can custom order those. To, to be on the whichever side you want. Really? That's cool. Yeah. To the correct side. To the correct side, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the side that most people drive on. I was Although, just thinking about this in terms of like... In what Germany, is... they drive on the right side. It's everywhere it depends except, on... like, except like the Limeys and Limey-adjacent countries. <laughs> Limey-adjacent. How <laughs> challenging would it be if bordering countries like were different? Because then what do you do at the border? You just switch over to the other side? You gotta, so you weird. gotta like... You got to do a cross like the, like the diverging diamond. Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you do if you drive north from New York into Canada? Eh? Well, Canada is on the same side, right? right. Yeah, but you just don't want to be there. That's the issue. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're on the wrong side, but they drive. Canada the drives right. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this story is from Nick. Silicon Valley has been subsidizing millennials' lifestyles for most of our adult lives. We'll still end up horror <laughs> time for an economics lesson because this was an interesting little read that i picked up at work today there you um go. okay so there's a reason why the 2010s felt like a great time for young people who wanted their lives phone oriented and cheap we said goodbye to the stale and expensive world of booking hotels hailing cabs and only ordering food from restaurants that offer delivery instead we stuffed our homes home screens full of colorful apps that promised to fix these inefficient systems it was so convenient that many of us were willing to overlook the increasingly obvious truth that these apps very much relied on real underpaid humans working as contract workers rather than fully paid up employees that they undercut independent businesses the free market believers thought they saw competition operating as it should but progressives perhaps were a little too willing to compromise their principles for convenience and yet we know these companies were not making a profit. The naive assumption was that this was down to these firms reinvesting their revenue into growth, but it looks as though the dysfunctional, it looked, the dysfunctional business model was intentional. My colleague Adam Rogers reported that this whole counterintuitive system, which two law professors now argue is illegal, had a clear winner. Silicon Valley venture capitalists who get in, get a hefty return of their investment, and get out before the whole scheme collapses. In other words, a ride-hailing app can turn up, kill off traditional taxis with cheap fares in an easy-to-use app, go public for shed loads of cash, 
then hike up the prices once the competition is dead. A practice mm. known as predatory pricing. There was a there was little public outcry as this all ostensibly benefited consumers and temporarily created what the New York Times Kevin Roos described as a millennial lifestyle subsidy. I benefited just like everyone else, but now we'll all be paying up. The price mm. increases we've all felt in recent years across services like Airbnb, Uber, and Netflix weren't just down to inflation. They marked the final death of the subsidy. Millennials have been told our whole lives that we're the poorest generation. While things in reality may be a little more complicated than that, just, ah, you took it away. Still plagued by disadvantages. That was the rest I saw. <laughs> Like prices rising faster than salaries, which means less savings and little hope of being able to afford homes as nice as our parents. It felt like tech slightly alleviated these issues, offering convenient, affordable, small luxuries. It turns out that wasn't even real. Is that the end of the article? Um, Bet. Because I remember reading uh, stuff in high school about yeah. graphene. You know, graphene was going to revolutionize. You know, silicone's dead. Graphene's the way of the future. I mean, I remember being a junior in high school. This is like 01, 02. Uh, you know, read the stuff that, you know, we're supposed to have graphene computers within the next 10 years mm -hmm. that were, you know, the computing power on the consumer level was going to increase, you know, tenfold over the next decade. Now it's just uh, graphene. Where's all the graphene used, chips not being used, you know? Hey, so. Ian on the, on Timcast still thinks graphene is the future and he talks about it constantly. And there well, is know, a, there's a graphene phone now. I know that. So there was a there was a, a Radeon video card back in my day, back in my day. But it, it was there was a Radeon video card that two generations after that, I think it was like the the thirty ten and thirty seventy. I don't know what it was, but it was you know it was back when it was one hundred twenty eight meg basically. It wasn't even a gigabyte video card yet. Hmm. So you could take a one hundred twenty eight meg video card and make it perform like a five twelve. All you had to do was take a lead pencil and cover and color the nodes. And then plug it in your motherboard. What? And yeah, for the next two weeks, you would overclock your video card hmm. just by doing that. <laughs> Jeez. Because it it didn't have any kind of it, it didn't have a, a cap on how much electricity it could take in. So if you made it more conducive, it would give you more video resolution, and then you wow. could play more EverQuest. And you know. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, is that what you used to do with your video cards? Is is Scrape I'm very lost. I'm, I'm <laughs> is there Sounds graphene crazy. in pencils? I thought it was just graphite. Well, that's graphite. I, I'm not. That that wasn't like the whole graphene or. Oh, okay, okay. It's like it a, just, graphene's like a, a single atom layer of graphite. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah the nano graphite. Gotcha. Yeah, I think yeah, graphene so, is probably the technology that's being developed, sort of like behind the scenes that like the public doesn't get yet, kind of thing. But yes, hundred percent. Well, that in the DNA based computing, you know, you hear about that kind of stuff. And I don't really know how that works. Like, I don't know how DNA computing, computing works, but yeah, how would that work? I don't understand how well, that's even a possibility. You got to hook up a, a needle. I'm, I'm not really sure, but um yeah there's, well, there's I mean, dna, DNA is like code so it makes sense in the a -way. right i mean because i mean dna is what four base pairs most computers yeah, it's, are it's in binary, binary so yeah yeah if you can if you can bind strands of i have no idea on this but i'm guessing i mean you bind those strands and having four options instead of two you know you can also transmit a g DNA. what is it a c t and g is that yeah the? yeah atc yeah adenine thymine signing wanting 
Yeah, I don't know, like but yeah, yeah, it's UCG, and then yeah, you can you. send it. You can send it with a laser, the same that you can like binary. That's and you holographic actually... epistemology. What? Yeah. No, we can't. I'm not talking about that anymore. They can. I they was, can go away. <laughs> I was ask what the connection to the article. Where it... Oh, I. I okay, I, but. I hate y'all right now. You've just entered into so many topics that I cannot talk about. Last item. You can send it into water from a laser. So you can, and honestly, as far as you want, so if there's water on the moon, you can send it to the moon, whatever. And then you can actually find traces of the DNA in the water. It's it's wild. Read about that. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I, I, I will promise you that I will never go read about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to Steven, okay? All right, I'll steer us back on track Laser here. to the water. That's all DNA via a laser, yeah. Is the article, was it basically saying that we got all, uh, just to steer us back, Was we got all these no, new convenient course. apps and services that kind of undercut taxis or whatever for Uber, and then once they got rid of taxis or priced them out, that they raised the Then there's no competition. Yeah, just that, they yeah. were, that they relied on, yeah, under... Underpricing. It's it's the whole. It goes back to the, the same predatory. Way. Yeah, the quote unquote yeah, predatory pricing, which is yeah, uh, you know the, the same same argument used for monopolies, right? Oh, we have to have these antitrust laws because monopolies will just cut prices down, hold their prices low, and then once all once they either buy up or run all their competitors out of business, they're going to jack those prices up super high. But now which, we just have oligopoly. <clears throat> And we just well shake hands well, on it and shoot. What's the thing if you've never it had a work? It's never it actually work. worked in practice. Like Rockefeller, always, yeah. Oh, I think we were gonna say the same exact thing in Go the with early twentieth century. It. You know, uh, Rockefeller Standard Oil tried this exact thing with the gas stations. They would open a gas station with really cheap gas to drive the com- the competitors out of business, and then once the, they were out of business, they would raise their gas prices up. But guess what happened? Somebody would just open a new gas station and Standard <laughs> Oil never made any money doing this. They lost a bunch of money and had to stop. So yeah, at the, the, the issue is where it comes. The issue where the monopoly comes in is where the uh, compliance and the regulatory costs become so yes. high that the, that the competitor can't get into the market without yeah. a ton of capital behind it. And yeah. so yep. the it's marginal price increases. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, it's yeah. being able to write the laws and determine like the the barrier for entry for people to actually get into whatever business that you're in. Yeah. Right. The cab thing. I mean, in New York, didn't they used to have to purchase that, whatever it was. A medallion. The, like, a medallion. Yeah, medallion. It was like 25 thing. grand like, or something outrageous. Right. It's crazy. And then you have all these More people. To get started. Those were like a million dollars as we're selling for at the end there before it collapsed. Like it yeah, was, a, a people lot. were staking their retirements on it. And when Uber came in and priced and, and collapsed the taxi system there, I mean, people, killed themselves over it oh yeah well that's so, you know, so everything they had a value they 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 staked their entire life savings their entire working career on the fact that i have this medallion and i'm gonna sell it when i'm ready to retire and i'm gonna be just fine and it's a gut and they expected well this is a government protecting monopoly i'm gonna be fine and yep. they got do you guys know about- said every mine spring employee in the late 90s yeah, you know well- and see how that worked out Mm. You know, Do you guys know about the whole light bulb thing when that started? The different what? companies at first they tried to make the 
best light bulb they could make, yeah. but they and made they, too good of a light bulb, and yeah, then the companies the, got together and yep. yeah, because like what what the the one of the original light bulbs has been going for it's over still 100 going. years, yeah. Yeah. In the firehouse, right? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. firehouse, like the home. fire station. I, I, or I live in my late mother's house, and I can attest there is a light bulb I installed 27 years ago when I was 10 years old that still so works. All the Obama bulbs and all these new age LED. It's incandescent, right? The they burn out in two. I, I call the twisty ones the Obama bulbs. I know really George Bush is more a part of that, but um, <laughs> I call them the Obama bulbs. And yeah. and really those, those twisty ones, those CFLs, you know, if those break. You're supposed they're, to call on a hazmat team. They're dude. dude, toxic amounts of mercury, phosphorus, yeah. sulfur. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've been purging those and, and putting in these new LEDs. You get the Philips LED that are $7 a bulb and they blow out two years later. Screw those things. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, so, now so they're I, trying to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go well, ahead. It's, it's, it's the economy of convenience. So yes. you have, you, have the uh, you know, uh, what, what may be the black Pope, you know, could usher in the, could usher in the antichrist. I don't know. Pope Francis in his first encyclical, he published after he was appointed Pope Laudato Si. I know I mispronounced that. Uh, but he talked about, uh, the, the disposal culture, you know, the, 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 the artificial culture that we have, right. that, um, you know, you, you sift through all the communism and that crap. And, and, and what really condenses down that really harkens true is that, we do have this throwaway nature that, you know, like your modern day TV you get from Walmart, which is like the most advanced thing your father has ever seen. Right. And who does that benefit though? And know? it's $400. And then say the bulb goes out and you call it now tech. the whole you, TV, a, a local yeah. tech that can fit, that can fix it. He'll come out. Yeah. I'll, I'll replace those led strips. It'll be $700 or you can throw the thing in the garbage and get a brand new TV, the yeah. same kind for $450. Yeah. So it's it's that whole thing is it, we have this artificial economy that may or may not have been created by Gina, you know, <laughs> and also to do I missed the like, way he says like, it. the government <laughs> no, link that like Jake was talking about when you have a government entity like the EPA saying that a certain light bulb is more efficient or better for the environment. Mm. Then you shift the entire industry and then they lie about how long they last. So now there's they don't last as long. So they're more efficient while they run, but they don't last as long. And then there's toxic amounts of chemicals in them, you know. So this is part of the government link. Or yeah. government no-bid contracts for things like the Summer of Love where they put in the, like, telecom lines in the different country. And the companies all, like, you know, basically did the fucking circle jerk, shake hands kind of thing. of Like, you take that section and I'll take this because they wanted to set up their own oligopoly kind of thing with the telecom, like the internet and everything. And the government was like, hey, no bid. They just gave it out. Anyway, so the government is a huge problem in basically how this is able to be so bad. But there you go. Yeah, so oh. um, obviously regulatory capture and cartelization, you know, can only be enforced in the presence of a government. And that has a lot of impacts on companies being able to sell bad quality products. But I guess to push back a little bit, because libertarians, you know, we are the most disagreeable people. Um, <laughs> no, we're extent, not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> to the I'm a walking to the paradox. Extent, no, I'm not. <laughs> to the extent that, you know, cartelization might not be the only thing driving kind of this throwaway culture. I think we have to realize that in a lot of cases, people keep buying it because that's what they want. If they really wanted products that could be easily repaired, 
some business, you know, if the government wasn't standing in the way, which sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. If people really wanted that, then some company would provide it. And the I think fact that nobody fair. is providing What's it is good, of... is, is good evidence that it's, it either is wasteful to try to build stuff that can be repaired cheaper than it can be replaced, or just that people don't feel like replacing it and rather buy something. No, that's fair. Well, it, it's, yeah. the in, it's the incentives of a fiat monetary system, especially one seeing probably its end days here, right? Mm. Circling the brain. I mean, you have you have a low time, per, you know, low time preference, trying to you know, sp you know, a high incentive is incentivization to spend because your your money is constantly losing CNN value. So, so why? Yeah, exactly. So what? You know, so why save up for? The twelve hundred dollar TV that's going to last you, you know, twenty years when you can just buy the cheap one for four hundred bucks. That's going to last you, you know, four years, right? It, because, you know, by the time you save that money up, you're losing at least two percent per year. Uh, you know, closer to ten percent. You know, these past couple of years, just with the insane inflation, you know, eight and four and whatever they're. I learned my is. lesson but, with like Amazon but, junk pretty fast, where it's like, oh, save three dollars, but then you got to replace it in three weeks. And I, I, right. you know, it's yeah. I think some people take you a lot longer. Value, right? You got to look. You got to yeah. look for value in things, and there's there are places you find value at at reasonable prices. But, you know, that, that brings down to the, you know, and there is a little bit of a point here, you know, I don't agree with it, but um, the, this part here, my colleague Adam Rogers reported this whole counterintuitive system, which two law professors now argue is illegal, had a clear winner, Silicon Valley venture capitalists who get in, get a hefty return on their investment and get out before the whole scheme collapses. In other words, a ride hailing app can turn up, kill off traditional taxes with cheap fares, blah, 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 right? So just the whole venture capital market, right, and the way this works these days. So you, it's at least in like, the 80s, at least in the 80s, you know, you buy Tupperware. I'm still using Tupperware my mom bought in the 80s, bro. That shit's good, you know, man. Yeah. So at least, at least back in the day, you know, yeah, they were selling you a bill of goods, but it still lasted. You know, like this stuff today is like if it lasts five years, it outlasts. It's You're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to say here the incentives of this whole system. Right. So generally, you know what these venture capitalists in Silicon Valley are trying to do, they're trying to buy in and they're trying to sell, you know, grow it quick, spend it, you know, run cash negative and then sell it off to Google, Microsoft, Amazon, one of these zombie companies that doesn't innovate anymore and just buys up everyone else because they that's what Altel did. With their with um, their cell towers, their cell tower yeah. network. Good God, their land records are horrendous. But then and Verizon, the Verizon bought that, just gobbled it up, and their land records suck. <laughs> and that's why, like any any little like downward blip in the last ten years you see in Verizon stock is because of freaking Altel. I promise you. Mm. But the uh, you know, but you don't see companies, you know, they, they don't go to the venture capital come, you know, venture capital really looking to get. These tech companies looking to get go public, really. I mean, a whole most of them, you know, Instagram got bought up uh, by Facebook. Facebook bought this up. Facebook bought that up. Microsoft bought those up. You know, everyone just buys it up instead of, hey, this is a good little company. Let's actually take it public and try to build it slowly or compete it quick, with it and all the money. make yourself better. Right. You know. So you see that. And then, especially like, you know, if you look at, you know, the worst offender of this, uh, A16Z and Dreesen Horowitz and their, uh, and their crypto scheme. I don't know if you've ever looked at this, but their whole crypto division, what they do, um, they'll come in, they'll buy up, you know, they'll they'll take a big position in some shit coin that does nothing. They'll market the yeah. hell out of it. Yeah, they'll market the hell out of it, pump it, 
Like, and then as soon as it pumps, they dump because you know we're talking about unregistered securities here, so they've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, but there's a bunch of dumb dumbs buying dumbass crypto. I know people, it is. People I need to take some is. personal responsibility for their investments. Hold yeah. up, Shiba Inu is I the Doge know. killer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you if you ever look at like I I watched a video at one point showing like all the A16Z uh, crypto uh, crypto coins that they've purchased and and pumped and dumped, every chart looks the same. Giant pump, as soon as it hits the top, they quit the marketing, they dump, and everyone get and everyone gets left holding the bag, and it's just time and again and again and again, and you have to be. Re- I mean, I'm yes, still hodling some AMC shares, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well that was a whole different case but yeah we know. could talk about that a whole nother time honestly and what the fuckery that went on with that although but. like you know there are it is interesting you know you saw uber used to be so cheap yeah so went up in price. or like uh well and uber airbnb and all of that airbnb and then, used to and then the local zoning departments caught wind yeah you know because the the you know I don't know, big hotel, whatever you want to call it, you know, big, big hospitality. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, you got to clamp down on this, you know, and now an Airbnb costs just as much as a hotel. Honestly, but, usually and then more you're paying that giant cleaning fee and everything. Yeah. Else. But they get you got you with the dog this. with you. You got that yard, you know? So it's, you got that jacuzzi, man. Just don't wear lotion part. in it, man. You can wear lotion. That is with, is with uh, <laughs> the current monetary it floats situation. on the water. So well, you got the jacuzzi in the hotel. You just got to share it with the swingers. <laughs> the, uh, Fair enough. the interesting part is I don't know if you've seen. I've seen a lot of articles lately talking about how like Airbnb operators are taking big losses right now. Like they can't mm. you know, like certain you know people were like, yeah, we used to be booked up every weekend, maxing out what we're allowed or always yeah, full. People think and, Airbnb is collapsing, and now we can't even yeah. fill out. A you know, it's it's, it's definitely going to go through. Um, and and I, I've actually heard of you know there's a local you know neocon radio host that uh, you know when he was talking about recession fears a few months ago. Eric Erickson. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, he, uh, he he referred to a recession in terms of a boomer bust capitalist cycle, and he called it creative destruction. <clears throat> and that was pretty eye opening to me. I mean, because that's that you know without government intervention. <clears throat> You know, you take all that stuff out of it. Obviously, we don't agree with capital controls and a whole bunch of things the government does today. But without that, there is going to be a natural creative destructive cycle from which the market learns and then regrows. You know, if so that's learns, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what it's talking about right now. And what we're in right now is like a bubble within a bubble within a bubble because it's it's the, just the throwaway culture. Yeah. Christopher because, Nolan reference here. You know, Pope Francis was on something when he's talking about this throwaway culture and it's we're we're leveraging the third world so we can prop up our first world nature and we have probably the lower half of our middle class thinks they're middle class but they're really not because yeah. again you get the crap from amazon yeah and you got to and you got to replace it every 2 years which you know how often did your parents replace a table lamp like that was their parents gave that to them and you know Still have their grandparents yeah. burned oil you know so right. it's <laughs> So it, I had to render you get the into that kind of thing, and it's and it's the whole see. it's the convenience culture, and it does have a price associated with it. Yeah, and people aren't realizing it until they get the quarter million dollar basket weaving degree, and then they get the three thousand dollar a month apartment, and then they realize everything <clears> they put in this apartment sucks, and this whole like this whole societal facade is fake. 
Yeah, but it kind of self-perpetuates at that point because then you're already in the situation where you have debt and you have a bad job or whatever. You can't get a job. And then you have to buy the quick, convenient stuff because you can't afford to save for a lamp that will last or be $200 but last you for a generation. So it's like – right. So we, so we are, and I, and I say we because we're old yeah. enough to be Zane's parents. Uh, but yeah, you know, we are the first generation to not technically do as well as our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, we can't be shoe salesmen and support a family of four. I mean, it, you know, it comes in, down in a Chicago money, right? suburb. I mean, when you're incentivized to spend because your money is losing two or four or eight percent a year, you know, I mean, you have that have to beyond just being. You know, going to work and earning what you know, earning a paycheck. You then have to be a master in the stock market or dumping money into this scheme or that scheme, or just, just to try and stay ahead of, just to try to stay ahead of eight percent inflation. I mean, yep. how does that work? I mean, even our, even, our even only hope now, like the only hope for Zane's generation specifically, is that maybe his parents get life insurance and and pay off their mortgage and deed him the property. Mm. It, because I mean, quite honestly, somebody, somebody Zane's age, you know, God bless you. Not everybody can win Jeopardy, Zane. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's there's, Zane might there's, be able to. you know, standard millennial right now coming out of high school, whatever, or Gen Z, whatever it is. You know, your average 19 year old right now. I know more and more kids are, are doing the, the dual enrollment their senior year of high school and coming out of high school and a year later with one semester of college having an associate's degree. Uh, but you know, with the average price of housing, even in the lower income parts of the country, like Oklahoma and Arkansas, average housing cost is 300 K. How are you going to do that? Even if you're a manager at the local Walmart in Bentonville, Arkansas, making 65 K, how are you going to afford a $300,000 house? If your wife stays at home with three kids, mm. Yeah, you can't well, do the hard it. Thing, yeah. Well, yeah. The hard thing too, is that even bring it back to Uber you know, they came in and part of what it was is not just cheaper rides, but also that you could go and be an Uber driver and you can make side mm. money as a person who's just a working class, whatever, in your spare time. And Good now point. you have the government coming in on that side saying, no, like in California, they voted on like the Uber laws or whatever. You can't be an independent contractor because <laughs> you deserve a living wage and you deserve benefits and health care and that bothers me so much because it's like, so you deserve better. So you can't have that. You deserve better. So you can't do what you want to do. And it bothers me because so many of the people who do that kind of stuff, they don't want it to be their full-time job. They don't want health benefits. They don't want want to do it nights and weekends. Yeah. They want to be able to choose when they work. They want to be able to pick their hours, do it once a week or twice a week or whatever. And if you're doing it full time, there's all sorts of benefits sometimes of going in of being an independent contractor. You write off the cost of the car, you write off the gas, you write off this, you write off It's way better to be an independent contractor than it is to be an employee. Like, I've been doing that file taxes. Yeah. The only issue issue with that is is the health insurance market, which is uh, government controlled. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Um, All right. We're going to move on to some cultural things. But Um, yeah, so uh, that wasn't economics for today. (laughs) I have a I have a cultural note that I have noticed a huge difference from where I moved from to where I moved to, and that's that people say hi over here. People are way more friendly. No, oh, you're in God's country, brother. People people will stop watering their garden to wave at you as you drive by, and you can they will turn around and feel you driving past. (laughs) Yeah, they wave all the way around. (laughs) I've had more friendly conversations in like four days than I have in four months where I'm from. Like, it's crazy. 
awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So segue into comment, culture, you know. Go ahead, Zach. If I can just comment on the comment from RK that you just showed. Oh, yeah. Tiny homes over $300,000 homes. You know, part of the reason why homes are so expensive is because if you look at the average homes, the average size of homes being built today compared to 20 or 30 yeah. years ago, if you can get your hands on one, they are way nicer than the than houses from previous generations. And same, go, same goes with a lot of other consumer products that we have that are just way nicer than anybody 40 years ago could have imagined. Define, so, define nicer. So, define I was nicer. just going to say that. Yeah. Talk and, about like, and, and because you the, can talk about building wait, methods. Wait, let Zane work. finish. Let Zane finish. To the extent that people are buying stuff that doesn't last as long it, because they can't afford something nicer, I don't think that the solution is just to say, oh, if stuff isn't made like it's used to, everybody should just buy nicer products. The solution is to recognize that people's savings are being inflated away and they can't afford to buy nicer products. But I think it is important to, to point out that overall the standard of living has been going up, continues to be going up, and everything on an inflation-adjusted basis besides healthcare, homes, and education has gone way down in price. And those three things are where the government is most involved. Let me, I add, I'm going to add one in a different, in the automotive industry to kind of complement what Zane is saying with the nicer thing or whatever. Compliment with an E? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Not the I. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just, we just got a new car. I had an 04 Honda Element for the longest time. I had it the entire time when we were at SCAD and everything. Awesome. I didn't even have ABS brakes or cruise control on that fucking thing. It was like an engine and it goes this way. Like it was, that was it. Right. And it was when I got it, uh, 14 grand, right. When it was brand new, it was 17, five. That was the price of it. Brand new. Go try to find a car for 17, five. Now inflation or otherwise, it doesn't matter. Here's the problem on the government side. If you want a five-star crash test rating, they won't give it to you unless you include literally all of the things that you can include for safety. And like Honda has the safety sensing Honda suite, whatever the fucking hell, like it's got, it'll drive the car for you. It vibrates. If you go off the lane, I hate it half of it. Cause it just drives me crazy. We're going through and construction. The, and the trilingual stuff. You can't rip off the visor about the air. So the problem is the price, the average price of, of a car is more now and it is nicer. Right. And it will, you know, it'll massage your butt or whatever while you're driving, whatever the hell, but <laughs> or you, you have don't a have the options required by law. Even though Yeah. Yeah. Know. Right. Exactly. But I don't have the option. The base model, they're like, oh, you get a manual seat. And I'm like, what? That's like $10 to get a power seat compared to like all the tech shit that's in it. It's like, oh, we're in a silicon shortage, but you have to have all this shit. And it's your car is going to take six months to get to you. And it's going to be $16,000 more than it should be. And you have no option to get one or you get a used car and you pay way more than it's worth right now, way more than a new car by, by percentage comparison, you know, for what it's worth. So it's just a thing of like, it is nicer. Unless you're when Jake the government and you find gets a great involved, deal. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Unless you're Jake and you find a great deal on a truck. You did get a, you did, you stole that truck for Tesla real. Man. Like, or the, <laughs> or if you live in the city, Tesla just started selling $1,700 four wheelers. That's we were just talking about the price of four wheelers, honestly. Anyway, cyber like quads is what they're calling. I like that cyber quad. That the look of those things is awesome. 
Right? That's so gangster. If I got three DUIs and I lived in the city, I'd be riding that to work every day, man. <laughs> Jake, Jake can put it next to his. Uh, what, you, you, you're pretty ordered for a Rivian truck, aren't you? No. I thought you said you you were trying to. I was trying to, and then I got a Dodge Ram from 2006 that with a with a Cummins engine that Rivian. Yeah, with a Cummins engine with 130,000 miles that has a fucking 900,000 left to go. Like, yeah, right. And you can filter your chicken oil and put it in a thing, and it'll fucking work. And now, and now <laughs> Lexus is telling their employees this after 100k throw the car in the trash. Mm. Mm, I, I, I know a guy in, in Vegas that works for Lexus, and they're telling these these guys that as it rolls off the assembly line, once it rolls 100K, get rid of it now, like immediately. Like, yeah. They're not made to last past 100K. Jeez. That's crazy. And they're That's still $70,000, you know. So your truck, is your truck, your truck's a diesel, Jake? Yeah. Turbo does diesel, need, yeah. Does it need DEF? What? Does it need diesel emission fluid? I have no freaking clue. It's awesome. Yeah, apparently not. Once again, the government bullshit. You have newer diesels. You have to have a special fluid you put in there so that it makes less. No, no. This is 2006. Look into the process of like how that fluid is made and shipped around the world, and like what kind of carbon footprint it is just to get that fluid to you. And it's like it cancels out at best. Like it's stupid. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking of a troll that uh, you know, all the climate change alarmists. So with that, you know, it's always the carbon this, the carbon that. I was thinking of trying to get a troll going where we say that it's uh, where, I, where I draw up an idea here and say, all right, everyone needs to install this on their car. And basically it attaches to the emission and you dump ice in it. And what I'm going to say is, well, you're, you're dumping 100, 150 degree air out your tailpipe. That, that's what's causing, I mean, think of how hot it is when you stand right there. So what everyone needs to do is install these ice things and keep it iced up so that your air comes out cold and you stop climate change. Sounds like refrigerated air conditions. Okay. Yeah. I just want so to do this um, just see where it goes with it. Like start, like take some, uh. Like, so Georgia, Georgia Power here here in Georgia, there were there was three of their their biggest coal burning plants back in uh, 07 to 09. Uh, they installed these jet bubble reactors, is what they called them. Uh, that th- there was four of them per smokestack for every coal burning plant that you saw, and the the coal emissions would go in, and it would be this housed nine inch thick fiberglass dome. It was thirty five feet in diameter. Uh, it was 25 feet tall and, you know, nine inches thick fiberglass. And there was a rotating arm inside of it. So there was jets installed on the walls and there was a rotating arm with jets that sprayed water and pulverized lime onto the carbon smoke. And so it would it would just basically water vapor was the only thing coming out of these smokestacks after these things were installed. Does the lime like bond with the carbon or something? Yes, it does. Yeah, and it, and and then they can come in every two days, three days, whatever, sweep the soot out, ship it off, and then you know maybe it can be made into graphene. I don't know the hell the other use was for it, but it, well, it, carbon it and lime used. sounds like it could be used for growing stuff. Sounds like a cocktail. Yeah, huh? yeah I drink that. Yeah, uh, but it. anyway, so you know, zero emission coal plants were around fifteen years ago. Uh, and, and each one of these things was $40 million back in that time. So I don't know what that would just for inflation. Uh, but, you know, so there's four of them per smokestack. It and accounts was, for all the carbon that comes out of it, though? So there were yeah, zero, zero emission carbon plants were possible 
hmm. still are possible, but for mm -hmm. whatever reason, we're still told we shouldn't be burning coal. Uh, and, and it's, it, it, it's a clean energy. So it's just, it just doesn't make sense why we're not using that. And that's, you know, that's a troll to use too. Because the it's people just, who hate it, because the people who push these agendas hate you. Yeah. <laughs> we said an episode where we talk about like energy in general. I mean, Kamal Harris said it themselves, right? Once we reduce population. Did she say that? Did you guys miss that? Yeah. No, you I mean, you, mean, you guys miss that? You mean, how about one? Bill Gates? He has it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, catch it. Here we go. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. People are cheering. Reduce population. <laughs> people are cheering for reduced population. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the all the people that are really big into the climate activism, whether they realize it or not, I think the people at the top they do realize it. it uh -huh. I think the people at the top do realize that the people, kind of the foot soldiers, probably don't. But they are anti-human flourishing, plain and yes. simple. They have no regard. Well, when John carries your climate czar and he's flying to every international <laughs> meeting on his wife's private jet, I think they know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is just too dumb to, you know, everyone fighting for it. That's, you know, arguing. Well, and, this, and the big push from here now. Oil protesters in Europe doing this bullshit or that bullshit. So here, here's, know, here's the next push, too, is wheat prices, you know, grains and things like that. So you mentioned Erickson earlier. You know, he's talking about it. Sean Hannity's talking about it. I'm sure it's not going to be long before we hear, you know, Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro talking about how, you know, we got to support Ukraine now because aside from us, they're the biggest grain exporter in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, grain prices are in the world. Good thing I bought wheat ETFs like two years ago. There you go. Yeah. So grain prices are exploding now. Yeah, which by the way, you know, it, you know, if you're in the fertilizer as well, uh, Ukraine produces like half the world's fertilizer. Uh, so, with them in turmoil, if they're not going to export grain, grain prices are going to explode in you know Southeast Asia and all across Africa and parts of South America that rely on Ukrainian grain. So you know now it's our Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so now it's our humanitarian uh... duty. To support the war in Ukraine. But, <laughs> did he, he did you, fed himself? Did you guys I'll, I'll, re I'll remove myself. I'll remove myself for that. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> Steven, I don't think you have to worry because Greta went and met with Zelensky a couple weeks ago, so they're going to solve it. Like, it's gonna Greta, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Oh, yeah. All, it? All, or all, all the cluster bombs have Greta's stamp of approval. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, can we can we cluster bomb the Canadian wildfires to contain them, please? That would be great. Because how many in freaking Montana? You know, we're talking carbon emissions. Can, we, can we tell say. Canada to, like stop burning itself? We're just I mean, stop partially, I time. want it to burn itself, but then part of me is like, well, it kind of hurts everybody else in the long run. But I mean, it makes the sunsets really pretty down here. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, who else is going to make the crappy beer that fires off World War Three? All right, we're going to the next one. Everybody shut your mouths. <laughs> Here we go. Geographic has laid off its last remaining staff writers. This is go woke, go broke, but to a much more significant degree. And they explained it themselves as they say this. For decades, our coverage was racist. To rise above our past, we must acknowledge it. This was two years ago. 
it was so not racist. It was it was so the opposite of racist. I mean, just imagine you're some uncontacted tribe on some Javanese island or something. And here comes a steamboat with these men with technology 2,000 years beyond what your tribe has ever been able to manage. And these people are coming not to take your stuff, not to enslave you, not to do battle and kill you, but to take pictures of you, to learn about you, to write about you, in order to tell your story to the people across the world so that your story, which otherwise would have gone totally untold, now is celebrated and cared about. It's the most beautiful advancement of the age of exploration that there's ever been. Uh, but it's over now because that was racist. <laughs> that music. The music was, was too much. Was over the top, yeah. Harrison Smith goes hard. He's um, he goes he's hard. trying to be the next Alex Jones. Yeah, mm. he, he's an interesting guy. But, uh, yeah. man, talk about a crazy thing. Like, National Geographic no longer has staff writers. Because what is it going to be AI? The New York Times or? laid off the New York Times laid off their sports desk, and they're now uh, who cares about the New York Times? That out. Good. Well, I'm just saying, like if this is happening across media, right? The failing the New York Times, the, the failing the, the failing corporate press. Learn to code, what? guys. Learn to code. <laughs> okay, and now we're banned from YouTube. Goodness gracious! <laughs> okay. Maybe you got to tell them to learn to coal mine. How, I mean, how, how freaking depressing is that? That. National Geographic saw what their content was and thought of it as racist for just documenting things from around the world. Like just documenting random places that no one's ever heard of, no one's ever been to for a, almost 100 years. They go bankrupt because, or they lay off all their staff members, all that kind of crap, because they think it's racist to shed light on any civilizations that aren't us well there there was that one tribe right that has never been contacted by anyone outside of their island yeah you know and i remember the video of them like shooting arrows at the drones yeah. and all that yeah. yeah yeah you know i was like oh yeah bill gates just sprayed uh, you with malaria good job <laughs> yeah we'll see you later the ones controlled by the indian government that uh people occasionally try to go to and that one guy got murdered by going there Oh yeah! Mm -hmm. Oh the uh, the North Sentinelese. Yes, the Sentinelese. The Sentinelese yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Good call, Zane. But I was trying just, to think of it. I just I just found that whole thing like just where our culture is headed. Um, how how like what a beautiful thing National Geographic was for such a long time. And like I remember looking through those magazines when I was little and loving all of it. He jerked yeah. off to him when he was thirteen. It's... Oh, good God. <laughs> What's the even the argument, is, though? Is it just that the, the portrayal of everything. certain people is like stereotypical? Like I don't even know yeah. what the argument. I, I think that's what it is. Like they they like helped facilitate stereotypes and help continue like to perpetuate what we thought of certain nations as what their pictures were, which was well, inherently what about racist. The, what about the Ethiopian tribe? You know, with the body positivity, where like. The, the dominant male was the one with the biggest belly. You know, what about that? Oh, so let's, you know, let's a... throw their own mantras back in their face here. Yeah. And in this in this same vein, did y'all know that coffee is racist? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, did you know that drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy? <laughs> really? <laughs> black people for black people and now a pillar of white supremacist capitalism. If you consume well, coffee, coffee, you are helping an industry built on racism. 
Well, what, the well, coffee plant know, origi- originated in Ethiopia, right? Yeah, all, the, all this time I thought I was helping the farmers in Chiapas rebel against the Mexican government. Gosh, it, you know, if, if only, if only like Christianity also originated from from Africa, you know, if it only if it only came from that nation as well, like these people are morons for thinking yeah. that white this supremacy is- has anything to do with. Caucus is just technically Israel's in Asia. Mind. There we go. I, I would love for that reporter and that editor to go to Sumatra for like two weeks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is just like a, a low key ad for mud water. This whole thing, like, a yeah. low key ad for yeah. mud water. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Kopi Luwak, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about that stuff, but you know, Sumatra, like Kopi Luwak, the number, the, like, the, shit the number one place in the world where they behead Christians, uh, you know, was- which is also Starbucks's top selling coffee. Uh, uh, here we go, Hannah. Here's a better answer to your question. Uh, it was sense. racist in that it relies on the view that civilization is superior. Mm. Documentation was not racist. The sales view was, though. Mm. Ah. Yeah, that's a. Okay. That's a good one. I, mean, I mean, it's absurd. That at least makes more coherent sense than the alternative. There's a, there's a way to say, yeah, we don't do what we did in the past and we're going to go forward providing. So, what about the white them. Aborigines? How do we. They're, they're white that. supremacists. Yes, they are. They are. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I thought we already established this because black yeah. people can be white supremacists too. Yeah. We, we discovered How dare that. you live on that on that tectonic shelf for forty thousand years? You racist. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. I mean, this <laughs> um, is why it's not worth engaging with the cultural Marxists in any way, except the point and laugh. Because no matter how many diversity training sessions Starbucks has, Struggle they'll sessions. just take it one step further. Your entire business model is racist, and then they'll Struggle make you sessions. apologize for that. And then yeah. they'll just do enough. They'll do another step and another step and another step, and you've just got to say no steps. Well, yep. and I, and I saw the one meme with the Starbucks logo where it looks like Mickey Nicki Minaj with her ankles beside her head, and I'll never unsee that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have yeah. now moved into the just funny videos. I've got four funny videos for us to, to watch. So here we go. This is an old one, but it's a great one. Zombie prank. Nice. Zombie prank. Nice. <laughs> Zombie prank. I think I've seen this a long time ago. Yeah, it's a it's a very old one, but man, it popped up in my feed and I couldn't stop laughing. So, I forgot about it, so I'm glad you put it up here. Oh, yeah, that's good. That one's a good one. All right, here's another one. This is a wholesome one. You're not allowed to have that. You don't know us from a hole in the wall. The dog <laughs> reached into this guy's done. grocery bag. And just grabs the hamburger buns and go, won't go. let go. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to talk about the grain prices. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I mean, much money these hamburger buns will be worth in a year? Yeah. <laughs> my, he knows. My retriever don't want none unless you got buns. all right so this is this is my kind of ice fishing this is how i would want to do it if i were to do ice fishing here it comes here it comes here it comes just wiggle just wiggle just wiggle just wiggle wiggle. oh they put a camera down just wiggle it Cool. Set the hook! Yeah! <laughs> real, 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 real,
Oh, easy, easy. Easy. Yeah, that was cool. cool. Oh, God, that was awesome. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's a big We got to get him to straighten out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. On the camera, too. nice yeah i thought that was fantastic gopro fishing that's awesome all right so this one literally has me had me rolling i watch it every single time um that it pops up on my feed which has been a lot recently it was from the comedy mothership um down in austin recently all right toe rogan toe rogan (laughs) (laughs) here we go Thing you think we should know about you is what's something interesting about you? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how they feel. You know what I'm saying? They feel real good. I got this one. Oh they feel good. Is that a rock? Yeah. I got a couple of them. I like this one. I got this outside earlier. You know what I'm that... <laughs> Have you always done that? Yeah. I just like the way they feel. They just make me go to sleep and shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's something you think we should know about you? I just What's love the opening line. About you. Yeah. I'm not retarded. Hey, have you like seen rocks. that Chinese stir fry? <laughs> the, this, this, the, there's, a, there's a Chinese street food, maybe Japanese, and call me racist for Racist. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but they, they take freaking pebbles, dude. Yeah. And they stir fry them and they put these juices on them. And they grill them up and they get them hot and you put the rocks in your mouth and you suck on them and you spit them out in the trash can. Mm. That's a new fad because communism that like that's food. Uh, But no, for real, like that's, that's a for real thing. Like that's, it's like street food, stir fried rocks that you suck on just for flavor and then spit them out. This reminds me of dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. That's right. <laughs> I think Stalin said that, right? Jake, do you have a scene from uh, Arrested De- or not Arrested Development, um, Parks and Recreation, where they go to that weird place and they have like the cocktails that are like, and Ron Swanson gets the yeah. scotch like perfume and he keeps smelling it all night? Like, it's it's the lotion or hand lotion. That's yeah. Somebody yeah. somebody rubs hand lotion whiskey on his and hands. He's, but he's like he's like I don't he's want like, that. And then he's like sniffing it all night like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, it is. yeah well i just i just like the opening line i'm not retarded but i like rocks it's <laughs> <laughs> great so good. Uh, i, I want to see what the rest of that guy's bit was because that's great well you know that's how yeah. most penguins get laid by the way by the presenting rock. a rock rock yeah that's right yeah the the male the male that presents the smoothest flattest rock Yep. Uh, it's a skipping you know, stone, man. Gets, yeah. It's the female, and that's that's uh, legit how I got a girlfriend in eighth grade. That was just so, gonna say, man. That would work for me, I think. Yeah. So was that in the direct of Happy Feet or what? <laughs> no, no. This is long before Happy Feet, bro. This is Happy Skeet, man. This is yeah. a different Happy thing. Feet was like 05. I was yeah. in middle school like 98. So <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, this has been a great episode. Thank y'all so much for joining everybody out there listening and watching. Thank y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you have any questions about the idiot things that we've been saying all night, go to lpgeorgia.com to learn all about the libertarian party of Georgia. Um, you can email me personally at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. Hit me up on Twitter at DJ green at PCC productions. Um, you can hit up Steve. I don't know. Steve, are you on Twitter? I don't even know. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, technically I am. I don't really okay. monitor don't, it, but it's... Don't talk to Steve on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Zane What's Twitter, is a yeah. Rothbard Enjoyer, which is, he's got to get a new name because it's absurd. Hilltongs <laughs> 2. Find me at Hilltongs 2. You can, you can chat just with Just go me. with your real while, name, Zane. There. Fuck it. Just, just fuck two. it. Less, less fucks you give the better. Apparently, Nick has just founded the Bitcoin Caucus in the Libertarian Party, so um, you can go follow him at, at Bitcoin Caucus. Follow the caucus at, at, at Bitcoin Caucus, and we got a whole link tree in there. We got a Facebook page and Discord on the way soon. Signal notification group. We no got one, a signal check yes, going. Just um, signal. No one wants Discord. Or, just blow well, up it's Discord. Easier, Somebody it's murder it to, in its sleep. It's easier to keep stuff go- keep track of stuff. I got RSS feeds of great articles coming in on there already. It's like it's going to be a really sweet fucking thing. But I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't care about. Yeah, whatever. Stop talking about Discord. The irony <laughs> is that um, blow up Discord means to like use it heavily, though. I think actually. So Alden, shut your mouth. So, yeah. Alden, we got all that. Are you telling him to hoist this? himself by his own petard? Is that what you're saying? You can also go to oh, Bitcoin. This you can is, also go to bitcoincaucus.com. Uh, the only thing on the website right now is a sign-up form. But sign up, and as we get going on this, you know, we're going to be looking for help. I uh, want to get some money coming in eventually soon and some other stuff. So it's going to be real cool. So I highly recommend come out and join the Bitcoin Caucus. Coming soon. Bitcoincaucus.com. Shout out to Alden for making a logo. Yeah, man. I'm sad I didn't notice the the handle on the, under your name. I should have recognized it. Nice. All right. Well, y'all, again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thank y'all for joining us. Hannah, it's been a pleasure. Way to win the first guest spot in trivia. Good job. Happy to rep for the guests. Tie the first guest spot and first guest. I know. Hey, I'm proud. Well, it was a tie. It was a tie. And, it was a tie. You know, it was a tie, no but we're not going to give, we're not gonna give your that. other guys. Asterisk. Asterisk. Dare I say she came in hard yeah. and swift. Oh, good God. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I only got, I got less than half of those. Zane is the Swifty of the group. Let, let uh, it record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Be sure to tune in to the Free Georgia podcast on Monday nights, Tuesday mornings. Um, and then come back next week for more Liberty Libations, 8 p.m. Eastern. Here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, Odyssey, all of the above. Make sure you subscribe, like the videos, all of it. Um, thank you all for joining us. Sancho, we'll see y'all later. Peace.